This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Burton from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Blackman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. Welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. You've made it. This is a quite the special edition of mm-hmm. Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. Uh because our old ball and chains are on, you know what I mean? Oh, man. Ow. Got, the got old the wives. Old, got the old ladies in here. Yeah, yeah. The old dusty bitches, that some <laughs> might say. Um, I mean, I don't know if you say that. We might say it when they're not around, but they're here now, so we never say that. They just um, heard it. This is the podcast for the working class. Uh, this episode, pre-warning, if you haven't figured it out, is marked explicit. Um, it might not be as explicit as I think it'll be, but if I'm on it, it'll probably be pretty explicit. So just heads up. It's Working Class Boner Podcast. If this is your first time. If you're the lady tuning in, welcome. Uh, this is where your husband's been. So, Ooh, sorry. It's a lady. <laughs> it's ladies night. Um, the podcast is presented by HHA Sports. We all know that. Uh, code WCB15. Now, I was going to do the introduction before the ads, but I'll just get through the ads. Let, let the ladies get warmed up, you know, feel, feel the vibe. Uh, HHASports.com. The leader in single pin sights, in our opinion. I don't know if they claim that, but we kind of claim it for them. Uh, I'm shooting the Tetra, just the regular Tetra, not the Tetra Max. And you guys are all shooting well. I'm shooting the regular Tetra when I do pull up the compound and got the Virtus Rest on. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep I'm running that Tetra. Yeah, I like it. Yep. I like it a lot. Tetra Max is a good option um, if you choose to do a dovetail. They have that option for you as well. Uh, HHA Sports, uh, the title sponsor, pretty awesome. Um, also, Scent Crusher. I think we're all rocking gear bags or closets or ozone goes or room cleans or something like that. Um, scentcrusher.com. Uh, loophole optics. 
from performance eyewear to binos. We're rocking all 10 by 42s to spotting scopes, all the goodies, uh, loophole optics uh, based out of Beaverton, Oregon. It's an American company. Got to love it. Um, right in the heat of all the libs. Right yep. there, just outside of Chaz. If you know where Chaz was, loopholes on the outside Chaz. of that. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if all the law enforcement in uh, like Portland areas all got like loophole optics set up on them. You, oh, would, you would think they need to get that going if they don't. I'm sure they all are. Man, I've got an old 22 rifle. I bought it when I was like 13 years old. I still got the same scope on that thing. I paid like 70 bucks for it, and that thing's still dialed. It's been on there for like 22 years. Really? It's crazy. Yep. I just so. wonder like how many like SWAT teams have loopholes on to just fire rubber bullets into the backs of just like rioters. That would be so much fun. <laughs> it would be a blast. <laughs> I'd be like searching for a booner. I'm holding off. I'm giving people the pass. You know? Yeah, if they're not 300 pounds, don't worry about them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not running very fast. <laughs> yeah, you got people raiding Dunkin' Donuts. You're just firing them off into the thighs with rubber bullets through your loophole. <laughs> They probably don't love that ad, but it's pretty awesome if you think about it. Uh, podcast also brought to you by Thermoseat and Victory Archery. Uh, also, Gator Outdoors. That is a fairly local uh, partner of ours. Uh, Bellevue, Iowa, I think, is where they're based out of. A uh, true Midwestern Western company, a lifestyle brand, outfitting the working class. Uh, GatorOutdoors.com, code WCB10. Um, also, Elite Archery. I think we're all shooting cures. Yeah. You got a cure rocking? I got a cure. Yeah. You're still Ritual 35? I'm still shooting the 35. Yep. The ladies, you guys are all shooting elites, right? Get yeah, you guys yeah. included in here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Leah's, Leah's got an elite hunter. Yes. No kidding. Yep. Sam's still rocking a spirit, but we have you the, um, and I'm drawing a blank for some reason because I'm being put on, I put myself on the spot. Um, My pretty teal bow. Yeah. We have a new bow that we need to set up. Why am I drawing a blank on what that bow is? Don't look at me, man. I'm, I'm struggling, too. Yeah, because um, you were going to go pick one up. Yeah. Like last an, an ember? We have an ember. An ember. Yeah, you have an ember. Yeah. Okay. You guys did pick one up. Yes. Okay. It's an ember. You have yeah. a, a teal ember. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, Those embers are awesome. They, they range from like 10 pounds to 60 pounds. Like, uh, shoot, 24-inch draw to 30-inch draw. Like, it's yeah. they it's can fit crazy. everybody. It's cool, man. It's You can keep it forever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whether it's a kid or, or your girl or, yeah. or whatever. We freestyle our ads, FYI, so we tend to put ourselves on the spot. But yeah, would you rather cool. me read? No. Give you an option. But yeah, Elite Archery, man. Uh, they got something for everyone, as we just proved. Um, also, big time. Uh, code WCB2020 is still active um, from Supplemental Feed, which none of us can do because we don't live in Iowa. But Food Plot from Buck Brunch to Foundation Clover to Clover Select, all the goodies, uh, bigtime.com. Uh, code WCB2020 and Old Barn Taxidermy. Um, currently, I think my favorite company in the outdoors because they basically preserve your memory of what we all chase after all the time forever. It's what you come back to enjoy at the end of it. No matter what equipment you use, nothing. You come back and look at what you got from Old Barn Taxidermy. You know, it's you shoot a world class buck. And you get that special mount. They help you figure it out. You come home to that, and Old Barn kind of finalized everything you put into it to enjoy forever. So, absolutely, Old Barn Taxidermy. Tell them we sent you. If you bring a shoulder mount there, and say you're a working class listener, you get entered into a drawing to win a free mount for next year, just out of the listener's pot. Bam! Just nice. pretty damn cool. And I'm an outpost, so. If you live near me, you can come to me and drop off your mount, and Old Barn picks it up. Kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. Um, new things, quick, before we get into the business, are subscribe to our YouTube channel and send us a screenshot that you subscribed, and we enter you into a drawing to win a HHA Tetra site, a Scent Crusher gear bag, or a Working Class Bowhunter swag pack. 
Chandler's first traditional buck video is up. It's live now. Yeah, get on there and check it out. Good feedback so yeah, far. So mm-hmm. far, had a lot of positive vibes. We had one dislike on it. I saw a that. Thumbs down, but then it's gone. That that's yeah. probably the, that's probably a guy from back home that doesn't like me very much. Well, you you're or sh- it was probably an error. Could be. Yeah, he's like, oh shit, I accidentally thumbsed up when I meant to yeah. double click. Oh, yeah. Or thumbs down when I meant to double click the thumbs up. The yeah. Yeah. Overly yeah. excited about thumbs upping. That's what happened. He was watching the video so intently, he accidentally clicked the thumbs down. Mm-hmm. Could That's be. what happened. It's legit. Yeah, that well, is what happened. I the video is not, uh, it's not show quality, but it's kind of, I don't know. I hey, thought it turned out cool. We're not an outdoor channel. We're just a podcast. That's right. We're doing videos on the side. We're not like a failed hunting show trying to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we know what we are. You know what I mean? It's tough out here, but business Hammer. is good at the same time. Hammer down. <laughs> hey, hey, you know who you are. I'm just kidding. Uh, sarcasm. Kidding. Everybody calm down. Uh, this podcast, we got the you know, the ladies in here. Um, I guess we'll do a round table. Uh, well, first, uh, Kurt Guy, you know me. Ross Baker. Austin Chandler. And then we have our wives. And since Austin was last, we'll start with his wife. Leah Chandler. We have my beautiful, beautiful lady in here. Samantha. What's your last name? Geyer. Okay, just checking. Just checking. Thank you. <laughs> Robin, what's up? Hey, Robin Bigger in the house. This could get ugly or really good for us. I don't know. I'm. Uh, I got mixed vibes right now. I think it's probably going to be a little of both. I think yeah, you guys are both. more nervous than you need to be, but I know. I'm honestly we'll not find nervous. Out. We'll Agreed. see what happens. So the I guess I don't. We don't really know what the goal is on having our wives in on the podcast, but it'd be fun to give them some time on the show to kind of talk about us, talk about being a a wife to I guess hardcore hunters, for lack of a better term. Yeah, what the lifestyle is like. Yeah, how to. You know, the good, the bad, the ugly, um, frustrations. Yeah, maybe vent a little bit if you need to vent. Yeah, vent a little bit. So, I mean, we can cut up for a little bit, and then I think we're going to step out and let you guys cut it up and, you know, do your thing, and then we'll come back in and we'll, we'll conversate, and then we'll do an unpopular opinion at the end. Um, so, what's up? What do you think? First time on the podcast ever? Was, you've been on before, Sam, but just I doing, have, like, intros yeah. and stuff. yeah. Just little things. We're gonna here and rock there. this. I'm just saying. I hope you guys do. It's here's the thing. You guys completely shit on us when we leave the studio. It's still good for business. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be interesting either way you dice it. It is. The goal is, you know, guys, if you're listening, your wife would never listen to the podcast, or if she's not supportive, maybe this is a good one to get her to tune into. Send it to your mother-in-law. Finally, you know. Let her get a taste of her own medicine. And she shit. I don't know. Maybe that could backfire. I don't, <laughs> don't really know what's going on. We're we're going it's in your, on this. It's your game, man. It's your game. <laughs> just play it how you want. Um, we're just going for it. You guys feeling any nervous or what? Excited. You're excited. Good. See, that's the we're energy ready. we need. Just ready? here talking to friends. No big deal. Yeah. Just friends. We're just friends. Why don't we start with like you guys? have shot a bow before or you know we talked about that you guys have bows so you guys all have yeah. some you hunting know. experience how, how did, you, right. did you guys shoot bows before you were with us or did you just um no i mean i've had people in my family that have hunted but i never personally got into it and it's funny because the first week i swear when me and austin first started dating he's like so i have i have an addiction i have a problem mm-hmm. like oh god mm. here we go right <laughs> uh i hunt a lot Okay, great. Um, 
I don't think okay. she realized that it Anything was a, actually an addiction. Yeah. And so yeah. it, it just kind of became, yeah, it just kind of spilled over so to did, me. Before this, and this is a question to everyone, because Sam kind of, not. I don't know, I, we were so young when we started dating. Because mm-hmm. I, I was 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were 17. 17. And mm-hmm. so fairly, like right out of high school. And that when you guys met. We were in high school. In high school. 17. Mm-hmm. So little different. You guys are like. Ahead of us, we're kind of Sam and I are kind of in between, and then you guys are after. Because mm-hmm. how old were you guys when you guys started dating? Twenty nine. Yeah, close to thirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so interesting. We kind of have like a multi layer setup here. So before you had met Austin, did you have any experience to this level of like passion for hunting or anything? Really? Not at all. No. Yeah. Not not even close. Did you? Was it even on your radar? Have you had ever even thought about it beforehand? You know no, what I mean? Like no. that someone could be that into like hunting or no, whatever. No, I mean, cause usually my, the experience that I've had is just people kind of go out, they get their meat and they're done. Mm-hmm. But that's no, not, mm-hmm. not the case. Sam, do you remember when we started dating? I cause I know the first shocker would be like see, coming to the house and seeing some of the heads or something like that. Yeah. That's like the first yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. I remember that cause you had a basement filled with deer heads and then you had like a wallpaper mural. Yeah. In your basement, too, and it was like a deer in the woods. But Sweet. it didn't freak me out. Yeah. But I, I I, don't think I was aware of how into it you were. But we were still young, so I think you were kind of on the ramp up. Into, yeah. To getting into bow hunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But before, I mean, I know you have uncles that hunt, but, like, what, what level of hunting exposure had you had before we... I don't even think it was on my radar, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I have uncles who hunt, but I have a huge family, so I wasn't involved in that sort of thing. Yeah. I may have been aware of it, but that's about yeah. where it stops. What about you, Robin? Oh, I was incredibly like a girly girl. Never thought I could kill something in my life. So yeah. But then I quickly realized that as into it as Ross was, if I wanted to spend quality time with him, which is kind of my love language, quality time, I would have to get into bow hunting. So yeah, quickly makes sense. Picked up a bow and started. Makes mm-hmm. sense. So right, we started taking her. I mean, I, I forced her to come with me to shoot. So yeah, Rob, you want me to help you with your mic there? She walked. She walked around and watched us shoot. No, okay, here, go keep carry on, Ross. She <laughs> she walked around and watched us shoot uh, a couple of times, and then after a couple of times of going to 3D ranges and, and hanging out with friends, we. Uh, <laughs> We just dropped a mic, no big deal. So <laughs> I'm new. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Anyways, we uh, so so that's kind of how you started. You got her a bow, and then you guys started yeah, we, going. We got her bow, and then she started going to shoots every weekend. We had a couple of friends that we went, uh, another couple, and we. This was before kids, and we were shooting. I mean, like every weekend. I mean, it was a cool thing. We'd get up early, we'd go shoot, and then we'd uh, go out and get grab some lunch, and then you know, depending on where we were at, we'd go hit an outdoor store and yeah. just. And she thought out. that was fun. And she, yeah, it was a blast. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just time together and time with another couple, and we were having fun. And mm-hmm. uh, and she shot enough that uh, I just I kind of roped her into, hey, we should go to the timber, and I think we should start hunting. Well, I and feel like Robin's kind of a natural too. I mean, women are usually pretty good shots, right out. That's the gate. a fact, though. Honestly, is that right? Yeah. I swear it, it is. is. Zero ego. Don't stress oh, about true. it. Interesting. Well, that, they yeah. don't have years of bad habits build up. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can yep. coach them, and they they listen, and yeah, Leah, Leah shoots very well. I mm-hmm. think it's and I'm not obviously I can't speak for everyone. It, from what I've seen or what I've heard other people talk about, because I feel like you're a good shot, Sam. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it is like we were kind of 
talk to guys more than women and talking in percentages kind of like, all right, there you go. You're doing good. And the rest is on us to like figure it out where like, I might be like, Hey, all right, this is what you got to do. Draw back like this is like, um, work. If we teach you, we know all the years of us fucking up. We can get you on the right track quicker. Right. So you don't do the same years of messing up and learning as we did. Maybe that has something to do with it, but you guys, it's like in our heads naturally that we have like an ego built in as men that we have to like, Breakthrough. Right, women are more, you know, instinctual well, and detail oriented than men are. Well, I know mm-hmm. Sam's a good shot because there a couple of years ago at the shoot at Jeans. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, she so was hitting the that. Ping pong I, thought, ball. The I thought I was pretty hot ball. shit. I I shot two uh, ping pong balls off the air, the the fan. You yeah, know, just kind of floating, floating ping pong balls. Yeah, at the yeah I shoot, shot the yeah. first one. I'm like, yeah, I'm big shit now. And then I shot another one. And then Sam rolls up and shoots three. Like boom, boom, boom. I'm yeah, like, okay. That was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. That is fun. We I got, bring I got a picture. I got a picture of my phone with me and Sam sitting there. With and her. Eric, I think, has got one. Yeah, yeah. Eric, yep, yep. yep. Yeah, definitely. That was the shoot a few years ago. Man, that was yeah. that was a hot one too. I remember that one. Oh, mm-hmm. that was hot. Yeah, that's why we try not to do the shoots in July or August anymore, and do them or and do them June when it's like it, you know, back and forth. Yeah, weather. it's warm but not unbearable. Yeah. Um. So interesting. Yeah, like the first exposure to hunting. I mean, it. W- the one I find the most interesting is Leah and Austin because you were older. Like, yeah. You know, it's. Older, like we we were kids when like when Sam and I met and when Robin and, and Ross got together, like it's easier to kind of I feel mold to something because you're like don't really even know who you are as an adult yet. Yeah, right. that's true. Whereas uh-huh. like you guys have had your own experiences in different directions up in in an adult life, and that's mm-hmm. why I was straight up with her because it sounds kind of weird or stupid, but it when you hunt as much as we do. It causes it can cause a rift in a relationship, and maybe some girls that I dated earlier weren't aware of my addiction. Yeah, and so that's why I was like straight out of the gate with Leah, like I'm probably not going to be around for about two to three months out of the year. Mm-hmm. And but you were straight up with her though. It's yeah, not like yeah. you didn't like. Oh, we'll see how this happens, and then boom, hit her with it, and she's like, yeah. "What the fuck?" Like I didn't know anything about this. I think that's a key thing with having a hobby you're so into is like communicate it but the thing is it's like you're not really into a whole lot of other shit no but it's more than two or three months a year too but like i'm just not there for two months but it's i mean it's constant it's 12 months a year right yeah for sure no i mean that's the thing too like i when i found because i dated other girls i've through through high school and was really into hunting and i found that was the time that i my dating relationship would go downhill because then i wasn't around so then my old lady could mess around on me while I was in the woods and have no idea about it or something, you know, something to that nature. That's where complications stem from. And I think there's probably a lot of adult relationships where that happens too, which is silly because that's, that's for dating when you're a kid and you get that shit over with. And then it's adult time now. Like, uh, does that make sense? Do you guys mm-hmm. think that's, I mean, we don't see it cause we are, we're all in relationships, but that's probably something that goes on. Right. Oh, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. You're never here. I mean, we go to sleep alone. We wake up alone. So, yeah, I can imagine. We had – so I asked, um, and we'll get to the point here where we leave and you guys are in control of the, the, the podcast here. Scary. Um, <laughs> but I asked on the story, what are some things that your spouse complains about with you hunting or whatever? Most of it's time away. Um, and there's I, and I think there's a spectrum of hunters. I think that we should all acknowledge that we're all in the studio still. There's the guy that – or gal um, – that hunts one weekend, two weekends a year, a week a year maybe, to follow the curve, the guy that's getting more serious, all the way to the dudes that are what I would consider where we all are. Um, 
we basically blow everything else off birthdays holiday gatherings if we have a tag all that shit and it's kind of just like this is what we do we live for this time of year like just please understand it we're passionate about it that we bleed this mm-hmm. so we we, we, do, we do have some weak spots though i mean we're of course you have to we're gonna yeah we're, you gonna, have to. we're gonna not go during something really important well we're also human beings and <laughs> even though we look like crackheads at the party just like all itching yeah. ourselves like oh i should be in the timber right yeah now. i mean <laughs> There's times where, right, there's sacrifices you got to make, like, even if it's yeah. first week in November or whatever it is. Like, we're all, we're human beings. Like, we get it. But, but that, I think that's the spectrum, right? Yeah. For mm-hmm. Fair enough? Like, fair enough. Fair. Nothing to add, you, th- you don't think? I just want to make sure I'm covering the bases here before we skirt out. So, I don't know what the goal is here. I'm, I'm kind of nervous where you guys going to go. I think you guys should have full freedom of the platform to go down any avenue you want to talk about. Talk about the good, talk about the bad, the ugly, um, maybe advice for women that don't, men or women, I'm just going to say women, you know what I'm talking about, I mean both ways, this is my fucking podcast, I don't, we're not on some liberal news network here, but you know what I mean, um, advice for people that are supportive or have an issue with certain things, maybe that is, or talk through complications and all that, so. And um, you can you can also talk about hunting experiences, you guys have been to the woods, yeah, and you know, some fun times you've had and not so fun times. And Well, if a guy's wife is listening that's never been in the woods, that might help them consider it a little more. Yeah. Because, you know, like, you never been when you were up until you're 29, uh, Leah, and then you obviously went yeah. as a full adult. Yeah. And Sam pretty much did the same thing, you know, yeah. being in your mid-20s and went out. And then, you know, you jumped in right away, Robin, which is cool, too. So that's an awesome angle. Um, I just wanted to cover the foundation here. And then dip out. So yeah, um, I, I think it's going to be kind of cool too because a lot of wives out there might feel like they're alone, like their husband's the only guy that's that's this obsessed with it, and they're just sitting at home and they feel really alone about it. Whereas maybe you guys get to talk about it a little bit. Some women are going to realize that they're not alone. There's there's a there's yeah. a whole shitload of guys out there doing this. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I feel like this is starting to turn into a support group or something. Yeah. <laughs> We're here for you. Maybe we we'll just do this yeah. every like six months, <laughs> twice a year. It's well, therapeutic. Hey, ladies, we're back. <laughs> like you guys just checking back in with the yeah. with the ladies. Don't be afraid. How hey, you guys been? What kind of wine you drinking? You November fourteenth. So, what are you doing tonight? Yeah. Well, for like like Austin was talking about this major addiction, and then like Robin said a little bit ago, like uh, she realized that if she was going to spend time with me, it was she better pick up a bow and we better hang out. I mean, yeah. this was going to be it. And then I, I think that. Any any woman out there, any wife, girlfriend, anything would just see that that that's an opportunity to spend more time with your man or together. Yeah. And uh, if you guys can spend more time together, then whether you like it or not, it's it's for the better. Right. Well, <laughs> here's the thing: is like you're not being forced to go to a bar and watch football with us. Bingo. That's the thing. But that's my perspective. Yeah. Right. So. Right. Um, okay. Well, we're gonna split. We're going to give the ladies the podcast forever, how, for however long they feel they need, and then uh, we'll see where this goes. So um, all the guys out there, just shut the podcast off, hand it over to your wife. <laughs> Don't listen to this because you know, then you'll learn the secrets that you're not supposed to know. You know what I mean, guys? Or you may so, want to, yeah. either way. Yeah. So here we go. Thanks for listening. This is something different. So good luck, ladies. Let's flip it. Reverse it. Let's do Asta. it. Asta. <laughs> 
Hey, yo, the wives are taking over. Welcome back. All the boys are out of the room right now. It's just us. Yes. Okay, so let's start with some, like, let's let people get to know us a little bit better before we dive into our judgments on our husbands. Who are you, this host? I am Samantha. Um, Kurt and I, like he said, have been dating since we were really young. But as far as picking up a bow, I don't think I picked up one until we were, like, well into our 20s. Um, I really liked archery and then he got me into the woods, but I have this issue with like killing things, Mm -hmm. like you said. So I just never could really get myself to kill anything, but I did love sitting in the tree stand and just enjoying the woods and being in the silence. And so I did, I, I dabbled a little bit, but that's kind of as far as I've gone with, with my hunting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm Leah Chandler. I married Austin um, actually, we started dating when we were like 29. Um, we did know each other in school, though. We were in the same class. Um, we grew up together, which is kind of funny now mm. that we ended up where we are. So, um, yeah, I had people in my family that hunted, but nothing to this caliber. Um, I do have a doe and a buck under my belt. It's pretty fun. Yeah. I I find enjoyment of, you know, bringing your own food to the table. It's yeah. it's very rewarding, you know. It's it's a lot different experience than going to the store and buying your meat, not knowing what those animals have been through. I know exactly where my animals have been and what they're eating, and I, I sure. find that very rewarding. It's probably yeah. my most favorite thing about Kurt being a hunter yeah. is the meat that we get to have in our freezer yeah. all year long. Yeah. Robin, Robin over here. Married to Ross Bigger. So I started, we were, Ross and I started dating around, I think it was our end of our junior year in high school. And I probably started hunting at like 1920, mm-hmm. I, I would say. Probably started um, shooting my bow with Ross at that point. And then started hunting with him. And then specifically, like I started hunting on my own at that point. Um, I've shot a buck and I think it was you know, just luck of the draw that day and ended up heart shooting, um, that buck, but, um, hunting is hard, Yeah, you know, and I haven't, once we started having kids, um, you know, before that I was getting to where I was going by myself, enjoying the timber and it was just really peaceful and relaxing. And, um, but then as soon as we started having kids and we had, you know, three kids under three, so, um, boys, um, sweet little boys, (laughs) We um, started, you know, prioritizing. So Ross was, you know, hunting at that point and I was staying at home and caring for the kids and that's just how we worked it out. And so I just this year, after about seven years, uh, started hunting in the timber again. And I don't remember it being this hard. Mm. Yeah. 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 The commitment is really something you're going to have to take into consideration is you just can't go out and just blast one. You have mm. to really consider winds and, you know, patterns and scents. And there's a lot more that goes into it than what people think. And so yeah. how stoked were you when you shot your first year? Like, oh gosh. Um, I was pumped. You and were? It, yeah, I totally was. It was just a doe. I feel like which I would just cry. Like, oh my God. I didn't like, I didn't know how I was going to feel about it to be honest, but in my mind, I rationalized it because, you know, like like I said, you buy meat from the store and a lot of the chickens are in these just horrendous chicken farms and they're like being mm-hmm. pumped full of hormones and all of this crap. Like they're not 
it's not ethical. Yeah. No matter how you dice, it's just not. So for me to be able to go out and make an ethical kill and a clean kill and bring it home, that is the best way that you can put meat on the table for Mm -hmm. your family. Yeah. So I was pumped. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Harvesting for your family. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got this sense of adrenaline that I never thought I was going to have, which was really, I don't know, kind of empowering. Mm. I, you know, thought that I would be, I never thought I could kill anything ever. And then when it happened, I was like, it was just crazy. The sense of emotion and adrenaline that rushed through me and the, um, you know, the shaking afterwards. And um, I'll never forget Ross's face, you know, when it happened. And he was in the stand with me, which was pretty incredible. But, um, you know, I always rely on him for hunting advice. And um, but sometimes he likes to mess with me. Oh, (laughs) Like, sometimes he gives me advice just to see if I'll do it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Rude. Yeah. So I'm going to about I'm going to tell you guys a little secret story here that is incredibly embarrassing. But um, this will <laughs> only be shared once and tonight in front of who knows how many people. But um, I was just starting to hunting, hunting on my own. And I went out one morning. Uh, the spot, there's like about two or three spots I feel comfortable going on my own. That I know I can get in there. I can get in there safe. I won't have trouble finding the stand. I won't get lost. And so I um, went out there. And there was this doe at the top of the hill behind all this brush. And she started like stomping her her legs at me. Like just stomping the ground. And like just blowing at me. Yeah. And I'm like, what in the world am I going to do? Like, I can't shoot her. She's behind all this brush. And so, like, I call Ross. I'm at the, you know, the very bottom of this hill. I'm like, what do I do? And so, you know, I'm looking for him for advice and wanting him to be honest with me. And he says, you just need to run at her. Oh, my God. Did you do it? <laughs> I flew <laughs> steam ahead, ran at this doe. <laughs> Up a hill in all these layers, like a Michelin man. Okay, hold on. What did you think was going to happen? Well, he told me that she would disappear if I just ran at her. Like, she would run away. And she probably did. So, like, I legit did it. She's like, who this bitch? <laughs> I'm out of here. I ran up the hill at this deer as fast as I could go and about 500 pounds of clothes. And I, I think I probably looked like the Michelin man for sure, just like waddling up this hill as fast as I could go and ran at her. She finally ran away and I got in my deer stand and I text Ross to let him know that I, I did what he said. It worked. I was successful. I'm in the deer stand now. And then? Things, I've got to get better. And he just starts laughing, like sends me these laughing emojis. And when I told him later I did it, he's like, you did not do <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I did. You told me to. And he's like, well, I didn't really think you were going to do that. Um, yeah, so you probably didn't see anything for the rest of the night, did you? No. <laughs> weird. Not a thing. Oh, that's so weird. That's so rude, Ross. So, ladies, I'm just saying, don't always listen to the advice your husbands give because yeah. sometimes they're just playing games. Yeah. yeah. If it doesn't make sense, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> don't trust them 100%. I feel like with our husbands and the caliber that they hunt, it's almost like a different standard, too. I'm switching gears a little bit just from him, like, messing with you. But it's just a different standard because they hunt 
their hearts out 100% of the time. You know, it's not mm-hmm. just like once a year. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, Kurt's trying to encourage me, just like, take take the first buck you see. And I'm like, there's no way. Like, I live in a house with all these deer heads on the wall, and I'm not going to take this little dink. You know what I mean? So, well, you got to start somewhere. You do, though. and that's what he keeps um, telling me, of course. Because my buck went 132, which that's great. Austin that's great Chandler's standards is like, oh, cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I was damn proud of yeah. it and it was my first buck and you know like his first buck wasn't 180 i mean let's mm, be real you yeah. have to start somewhere like even when he went traditional you know his mm-hmm. buck was smaller than what he would normally go for because it was brand new right and that that's really no different you know um so i don't disagree with that mm-hmm. take the first the first He's buck definitely that you see. right it's just tough I think. yeah i think that's solid advice i will say ross has always been I get nervous in the stand because he's always you had you have to harvest a mature buck. You cannot harvest a two, you know, a two, a three, a four year old. You know, he wants five, five and up. And so it's hard for me because I can't always tell when I'm out in the deer stand. Number Mm -hmm. one, like I'm not seasoned enough to be able to know how old the deer is. And, you know, it it makes me nervous. And then I don't want to shoot at something that could potentially be younger because I don't want him to be disappointed. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm. Isn't that funny though? Cause I feel like that too. Like we don't want to disappoint our husbands because mm. they want the giants. They want the mature bucks. You don't want to shoot the little three year olds because they're going to be monsters next year, you know, but, but I don't know to me, he looks pretty good. Yeah. So. And I think they're just proud that we're in the woods in the first place yeah. too. You know, I mean, I think Kurt gets all giddy when I even because you're becoming a part of their world Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and get to understand what they do and what they love and for sure i think when i shot my first buck ross was more excited than i was oh Mm -hmm. my gosh austin about knocked me out of the deer stand and (laughs) Uh mind you i am terrified of heights me too so (laughs) not only was my adrenaline going but austin's like yeah grabbing my jacket like oh i think i'm gonna throw up now because (laughs) you have to let go and let me down and then we'll celebrate because i don't like this yeah Yeah. but it was really exciting and it was really awesome that i got to share that with him too because it was you know something that you know and i gotta back up a minute because the whole i have to tell you my addiction thing is silly to me i don't i don't consider it an addiction Mm. it's a lifestyle yeah so when he feels compelled to tell me that he has this life that i have this addiction like it's a bad thing yeah is ridiculous to me that's this true. is it's this is your lifestyle. life mm-hmm. and yeah it wouldn't be any different if it was something else you know right. it's not like he's addicted to drugs or something right. let's right i have a great addiction, addiction babe <laughs> <Yeah>. great <laughs> deer hunting okay yeah i can handle it yeah so the reason that we're really here tonight is to bitch about them. No. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Really. We'll see where it goes. Um, but just to, like, be real with people and and kind of talk about the pros and cons of of being a hunter's wife. Yeah. Um, having kids and being a hunter's wife and the mom to those kids. And, yeah, it's um, tough. You know, we know a ton of men who can't hunt because their wives won't allow it. Yeah. Or they can only hunt every so often, and they're like, well, how do you get to go hunt so so much? My wife won't let me. Because my wife is bomb. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just not an option in our house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hunting or, you know, nothing at all. Right. But um, with all those people out there and, and, and their wives, you know, they don't want them to go hunting because they're gone or, or it costs a lot of money or, you know, there's a million reasons. So we can kind of start by, like, 
addressing those reasons, telling what our pet peeves are and kind of like debunking them. Right. You know? Yeah. So. And we get it. You know, it's tough. Um, we all have kids here and it, it does seem like when the, when the husbands are gone, we kind of get stuck with all the responsibilities mm. of, you know, parenthood and, you know, my husband likes to use the phrase holding down the fort, which yeah, mm-hmm. are you ever, <laughs> yeah, this is my fort now. Cause you're not here. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I'm pretty good at it, but I don't mind it because, you know, and this might be one of the unpopular opinions, you know, I, I don't typically view it like a lot of women do. I'm not going to hate on my husband cause he's gone all the time. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, because he doesn't have to be up my ass all the time. There's a pro to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Time like, away from each other. He had a life before me and he still is going to have that life. Mm-hmm. Like his life does not revolve around me. Mm-hmm. It's okay if he does something else without me. It's actually healthy. You Kurt know? talks a lot about how a lot of people don't have passions and yes. don't have hobbies. Yes. And then you stop and think like, what do their husbands do? Yeah. What a lame life. Yeah. I mean, I guess they watch football on Sundays, which... I would hate personally, but yeah, I don't not, know. not a yes. football fan here. I'm but. so glad that our family is not sporty because mm-hmm. I would die inside. I even hate the noise in the background. It I makes just, me want to take a nap. Yeah, I just, I, I just hate it. I mean, some women like it and can enjoy football Sunday, but I'm not one of them. Me neither. Me three. Okay, <laughs> works for us. <laughs> so we'll take hunting over sports right. any day of the week. We definitely will. Okay, so. Let's talk about our uh, pet peeves about hunting when it comes to our husbands. Hmm. This is really hard for me because it's kind of just a way of life, like we talked about. Like right. it's not, yeah. it's not weird. Yeah. It's not, it's not weird at all. And it, there's like zero room for bitching for me. You know what I mean? Like, I guess. I mean, I guess the just, only bitchy part that I would have is it is kind of to do with hunting, um, but partially not but mostly but it's the social media i i am one of those people that i have to unplug yeah quite often um i just got my facebook account back like three days ago without having it for a year and a half because i just couldn't take it anymore Mm -hmm. um but austin's facebook his instagram and all that is just full how about the mobile cameras oh agree ding 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 It's just full of hunting. I mean, all of his Facebook friends are hunters. His Instagram account is hunting. So every time his phone goes off, he has to check it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn. Irritating. Please stop. Like, you know, our kids are trying to play with you. Just little things like that. It's yeah. just the social media. More and it's just a generalized bitch for me, yeah. basically. Yeah. When you're home, you want them to be fully present. Yeah. Yes. Like, if yeah. you're here, you need to be here. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that's my biggest. Be able pet to peeve. hold a conversation without having to look at your phone. Yeah. God forbid you leave your phone in a different room. Oh yeah. Right. right. Yeah. That rings home with me too. I think. What about you, Robin? Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And then I don't. I don't know that they really have like any other passions, like full passions that like Ross has with hunting or Austin and Kurt as well. So I feel like sometimes I, you know, just deal with it and stay home and because I don't have any other things that I want to do either. But sometimes I feel like, well, man, I need to, I need to get passionate about something. You know, yeah, it, it makes you it's a drive. It's yeah. like, wow, you're looking at your husband like his whole demeanor changes, his face changes, his 
you really see his personality shine when it comes to something that he really loves so much. And it's like, oh my gosh, I need to be a better person. Yeah, that's yeah. True. I mean, I feel like me, it's just like, you know, I put him and the kids first. So there's little me time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess I can say like for hiking, that's been one thing that I could find frustrating here and there is because when fall comes, it's like really good weather to get outside and be in the woods for a few hours, you know, hiking around. Um, but I can't do that as soon as October hits. So I can kind of see, I guess I get more involved with hiking during the summer and that's kind of my thing. Mm -hmm. And then it dwindles out come fall and then it kind of kicks back in after he tags out or whatever. So my biggest pet peeve though would be holes in the walls from the deer heads. (laughs) Yeah. I don't mind the deer heads, but drilling nine holes in the drywall in order to find the one stud or the the perfect angle or you know the perfect height of the deer just buy those free range systems kids yeah we have those all over our house and we're actually going to put in like three more they're wonderful yes what was good about our house is most of our heads are upstairs and we have barn boards so the holes don't really matter yeah that works perfect (laughs) i know i was like what do you do like when you had to rearrange these you're like i don't we just unscrew the screw and just stick toothpaste in it and let it dry and paint over it. It's a thing. Yeah. I mean, we have a really old farmhouse. Like most of it's half of it's like plaster and lath and the other half is, you know, drywall. So I have, um, Ross has his own man cave. So all the deer heads go out there. The house stays free of deer heads. Mm. It's like a win-win for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to have that space, but Kurt talks a lot about building a man cave and having, you know, they're going to move the studio out there one day and, He's like, what are we going to do when there's no deer heads in the house? I was like, you can't take all of them outside. I feel like that's kind of our, that's our decor. That's our vibe. That's our house. Like, you can't take all of the deer heads outside. So we're still kind of, it's up in the air. He's like, well, I'm going to take all the big guys outside. I'm like, that's no fun either. You know, I want something in the house. When somebody comes in the house, it's like, oh, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. Where's all the other ones? Oh, got to go to the man cave. I know. So I'm kind of torn about that, but. We'll see when it comes. Yeah, Austin was trying to take the ones out of the living room because those are our tiny guys. And he was going to put them all upstairs. I'm like, well, what what are we going to put in this hole here? Leave it here. It looks great. Yeah. But, you know, I think we all are kind of on the same level with that. Um, We're little roughnecks, you know. We come from the backwoods of town or whatever. And we're totally used to it. Our house looks like a barn. I mean, yeah. it's cozy. It's comfy. And it that's, fits. That's your style. And that's what yeah. you like. Not everybody likes that. Some people like white, clean walls without deer heads hanging on them. Yeah. I had a friend ask me to bedazzle my next buck. And I'm like, wow, go home. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> I know. I'm please, not into that. Please, God, no. Can you can you get a bedazzle set now? Like, can you still do that? I'm pretty sure. Um, eBay. That's not just like an 80s thing. <laughs> I, maybe not. Put it on my jeans, even. But my thing is, is like some for the deer heads. Some women think it's gross. Like, ew! I don't want deer heads hanging in my kitchen or my bathroom. I mean, or I my bedroom. I can see the They're perspective there. Me. Um, but it doesn't freak me out. I just yeah. I'm used to it. I think my we're all used is, to it. Yeah. If you can have a leather handbag in your house. Yeah. Wear your snakeskin boots. You can have a deer head. But I kind of get the whole like they're looking at me thing. But I think once you get a better understanding of taxidermy and the art behind it. Yeah. Like it's just leather wrapped around foam. And that's how I feel about your porcelain dolls. So. (laughs) Those are creepy too. Very creepy. (laughs) Yeah. Especially the clown ones. Super creepy. Just gross. Another pet peeve that women would have, obviously, is that they're gone all the time. How yeah. do we deal with it? 
Okay. Well, I don't deal air quoting. I don't deal with it. Um, because it doesn't bother me. I mean, it, the only thing that I can say is I'm not like the perfect wife. I have gotten on Austin before about trying to be gone all the time and, and all of that, but it's about balance, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, he can do whatever he wants. Like I said, he had a life before me. He had a passion before me. What kind of a wife would I be if I took that away from him? And I would literally be stripping him of all that he is if I did that. That's not why I married him. I married him because that's who he is. But the balance, you know, as long as he's um, doing things with me and the kids and, you know, just we're, we're the yin and yang. Yeah, because we're... don't you miss him sometimes? But that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And don't you get a little sad that he's not around for the kids and in certain milestones or just just yeah. basic everyday life. Yeah, and I do and I we're very open and honest when we communicate and I've told him, you know, before that um we need you around, we need you for this, we need you for that and Austin's a pretty cool dude, you know. He takes it and he, he takes it, he understands it and we've we've made it work. We have mm-hmm. a great balance in our relationship. Um like I said, he'll do vacations with us and the kids he's an excellent father. Mm-hmm. So as long as he can maintain that balance, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess when you, when he's able to maintain that balance, you can appreciate it and understand it better. I think like if he was a little bit more disrespectful of your time or your wants or, yeah. you know, your, your feelings, then maybe it could be a little It would different. be a completely different mm-hmm. story. And I know that there's probably some people out there that have that issue. Um, but that's, it's not a hunting issue at that point. Right. It's an issue that's being covered up by something else or your husband just sucks. I'm sorry. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Maybe, or maybe he just doesn't want to be around you. And is your husband going hunting for three hours and then going to the bar for four hours and not getting home until three o'clock in the morning? Right. Maybe. So you're not mad at hunting. You're mad at the fact that he's going out and drinking all night long. Yeah. There's something else going on there. Dark at like 545 now. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So we have all these women or wives or significant others who are anti-hunting or anti, you know, letting their men go hunting when really it's, it's not the hunting that you're mad at. It's, it's the, the drinking or the partying or, you know, they're going out of town for the weekend to go on this hunt, but really they end up in the local bar all weekend. Yeah. And honestly, I've found myself being kind of pissy. Um, and I had to check myself, you know, like I've been a stay at home mom, I'm busting my ass going to school with two kids. And here I see my husband just gallivanting along doing all this cool shit. Yeah. And I, I got jealous. I don't, or maybe resentful for that. Resentful, yeah. Um, for sure. Resentful. Yeah. I mean, I work, I work full time. I take the kids to school. I pick them up every day. I head home. I just finished my bachelor's. So thank goodness for that. But I was going to school full time on top of it. So I, I mean, I can say that. I was a little jealous of the me time, mm-hmm. air quote, you know, yeah. um, where I felt like Ross got that, where I didn't. Mm-hmm. Like, my life revolved around a schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, I I got up, I drove 45 minutes, I took the kids to school, I went to work, I worked all day, I picked the kids up from school, I came home, I cooked supper, and, and I and get the kids to bed. It's everybody else, not And then you. I stay up till midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning, doing schoolwork, mm-hmm. and then the day repeats. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I get... And he get, gets the freedom of leaving the house, driving an hour in the truck if he has to or whatever. Yeah. That sounds like freaking having bromances oh, with great. whoever the fuck's on his social media yes. oh i just said the f word i 
wasn't supposed to. <laughs> Damn it. Dang it. Daddy's I was doing so mad. Sorry, Daddy. <laughs> I was doing so good. No, but yeah, resentful. And, it's, and then sitting in the tree stand and having complete silence. Like, yeah, it is totally and, relaxing. And, mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like sometimes I feel like, man, I need a little bit of mean time too. But at the same point, like as a mom, like I want to, and as a nurse, like, I just have a nurturing nature. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I want to take care of other people. Like, I want Ross to strive. I want him to have his passions. I want him to harvest a big deer. Like, I'm so proud of him for everything that he does. Mm-hmm. And he is a good dad. He still helps me every morning getting the kids ready for school. But it's having that perspective and that balance that I think is the most important thing. Because it's easy to sometimes get a little caught up in the moment and be like, whoa, wait a minute. I'm doing everything here. And he gets to have fun. He gets to go hunting. And I, what, what do I get to do? Mm -hmm. But then you think about it and you're like, no, wait a minute. First of all, God has blessed me. I'm lucky to have a full-time job to finish my schoolwork, to take the, my kids to school and to pick them up every day. And, Mm -hmm. you know, to be able to spend time with them at home. Passionate and, you know, yeah, have, and driven mm-hmm. and, and wanting to strive and has his own business. You know, you have to, there, there's a balance and you have to look at the perspective and just the full picture and be like, okay, do I want a happy husband? Do I want a happy spouse? Right. You know, do I want him to succeed and to strive? And and he has those passions that I might not have. I, I mean, I do love hunting and, and being out in the deer, but do I love it to the extent that he does? No. Right. Not even fathomable. Nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah. I mean, we, it's easy for us to get caught up. Like we have a lot on our plates as women in general, especially the women that have kids, um, full-time jobs. Nursing's hard. I mean, there's a lot to do with that. And then when you come home, you just never catch a break, you know? And then when you do see your husband going out, um, and then when he does come home and sometimes Ross will call and be like, Hey man, just shot this giant Uh buck. Come, come on help over. Me. Yeah. Come help like, me drag him out. You literally, okay. Mm-hmm. And then you just have to take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it's not, you're not compromising. Like I said, it's a lifestyle. You can either be a part of it or not. Yeah. Um, we, the, our men have made it very clear this is what they do. You can't go into a relationship and say that you love them and marry them and then expect to change them because it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. It's going to make everybody miserable. You got to jump on the train and start to have the passions that they have. And like I talked about before, like my love language is quality time. So quality time is the most important to me, which during hunting season is like non-existent, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Yes. But you got to find time to time to make that quality time and like i said like right now it gets dark at like 5 45 so you know your husband's still home at dinner you still get yeah. to spend time with your kids you still go to bed together yeah taking those small victories and cherishing that time that you have is the most important agree roll agree. with it yeah yep you just have to back up and be like okay deep breath Let's reevaluate the situation. I might be a little bit mad because of X, Y, and Z, but this is what's most I mean, important. How would right you now. feel if you did yoga four times? I don't know why I said yoga, but what if you did <laughs> yeah. yoga four times a week and your husband was like, "Oh, honey, I want a spoon." Yeah, and you're like, "No, I want to go do yoga." Right, but there was no reason why you can't go do yoga and he's mad about it you'd be Mm -hmm. like dude what the hell yeah so different yeah it's total double standard right there yeah it's true if you love yoga do it man go do the yoga 
Maybe bring your husband. See if he likes the yoga. I doubt it. I don't know. But, that but would be hilarious. I want to see Austin do yoga now. I'm just saying. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Those I'd long, lanky legs. He'd probably show me up. <laughs> uh, another pet peeve would be money. The amount of money that goes into hunting. I mean, the equipment. Oh, boy. Some people renew equipment every year. Some people will use the same equipment. Yeah, for yeah. Ross is definitely the one of those stings. that has the best of the best. I, and I have to say, Ross is the worst he is. with this. Worse than the girl when it comes to hunting, shopping, Terrible. I will say. Awful. And then I like, but he likes to spin it. Like, he's, he's a really good salesperson. So... Uh, he went to that South Dakota hunt, and he's like, "Well, you know, I've already paid for that plane ticket. You know, I was supposed to go on that bear trip in the in the spring, and we ended up driving. So I've got this plane ticket, and if I don't use it before December, then it's just yeah. worthless." <laughs> okay, solid, uh-huh. solid point, Ross. So when he's buying like top of the line equipment, is he using it for years and years to come, or because I'm kind of like that, like I'm not going to buy a straightener for twenty dollars that's going to rip my hair out. And then buy another one in three months. I'm going to buy the $100 straightener <laughs> that's going to last me years. You know? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to say that he does that. But he, he adds <laughs> on, you know, top of the line name brand stuff every year. So. Isn't this big? Okay. So perspective here. But the hunting industry has boomed like yes. hardcore. So there's always something new coming out. There's always, always. the best camo. All the, the best marketing. this, the best that. And I'm like. What is what is happening to this industry? There's always something new to buy. It's crazy. It's like the beauty industry. Like, yes, for sure. Go like, get this eyeshadow. It's perfect. They're getting the men on board with all it this is hunting crazy. Shopping. And to hear Austin talk about it, I'm like, okay, dear, that's cute. Yeah. Um, whatever. <laughs> but honestly, Austin, um, he spends a lot of money on hunting stuff. Do I know how much? No, because I don't ask. I don't care. Mm. My thing is, it's like I said, you know, I've been a stay-at-home mom for the last five years. It's his money. He can do whatever he wants with it. He puts food on the table. My house is awesome. I mean, I'm going to school. Me and the kids don't go without anything. So why, I'll back up a minute and say why that it's I? your money. You guys are mar- a married couple. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. But, like, I, he doesn't he doesn't make, like, sacrifices on one thing to like buy something else like our bills are paid well honey you can't get new socks because i just bought this bow (laughs) sorry (laughs) yeah sorry that um izzy wants to play band and i can't afford a trumpet right now because i just bought sitka camo for two (laughs) grand right what is this right okay well he did just buy sitka camo and he was trying to tell me how much it cost i'm like you you shut your mouth i don't want to hear it yeah legit ross but I have to give him the benefit of the doubt. He's been wearing like Farm King camo for like the last 20 years. And Kurt will even tell you how awful it is. Like <laughs> you've seen his videos. He wear he has a fanny pack. I mean, nobody oh, does. Yeah. The fanny pack's yeah. coming back though. Right? I know. I'm like, you You were styling. Didn't Too even know convenient it. convenient to deny. Yeah. So he did. He went all out. He's going to Alaska, baby. He's got to have yeah. that Sitka camo. Yeah, he is next year. Yes. Mm-hmm. 2022, Ross and Austin. Yes. Yeah, the money... I'm the same way with the money. I mean, he just kind of spends it himself, and it's not my money, and it's it's it doesn't bother it's me. It's money. I, I yeah, get it. but you know what? Like, I spend money on coffee every morning. Like, yeah. I buy a five dollar coffee every morning. I know. Right. I that I lo- stuff adds up. Mm-hmm. I love you know? Marshalls. I like Marshalls. I go to Target all the time, and they spend don't worthless money on the kids. <laughs> they don't like, get that. If if we're hindsight twenty twenty here, like I'm just as bad. 
Right. Just go to Target and let it tell you what to buy. I I don't try to justify my purchases, though. I'm like, it was cute. Yeah, and I got it. Mm. Exactly. The kids need new pants. They rip the they rip the knees out all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's got to happen. Austin usually doesn't give me crap for that, though. Well, that's the thing. You don't no. have husbands bitching Never. at you. No. What are all these bags and bags? What are these boxes from nope. Amazon no. showing up on so the door? So why would we do the same thing when it comes to their camo? Right. Right. Or their hunting gear. Right. Yeah. He's And Austin's really great with money, too. So I know he wouldn't just be blowing no. it. I think all of our husbands are pretty financially responsible. Yeah. Again, so a lot of women might be not hunting not hating hunting but hating their husbands <laughs> i mean maybe exactly. this is where we're going with this maybe your husband just sucks but again it's all on perspective right it look is. at look at what i spend yeah and then right. I look at what he spends and i'm like ah it evens out right mm-hmm. yeah uh some women don't like to eat the meat i know that's kind of one of your like strongest arguments is i like to harvest the meat and you know, provide meat to my family. But some women just think it's plain nasty. And I know women that are like that. And I don't think it's the meat. I think it's the idea. Yeah, I agree. I think it's the idea, too. And perhaps the way that they prepare it. Right. Because deer meat can be very difficult to prepare. It's lean. Um, You want some recipes? Let me know. Yeah. (laughs) And I do everything. I don't know about you guys, but I don't buy beef at the store at all. And we just, we do like any, everything. Tacos, mm-hmm. burgers, spaghetti, chili, all of it has venison in it. Mm-hmm. And we just do the straight cut venison. And I think it's like, it might be an acquired taste. You know, sometimes when I go to like a party and I have somebody's sloppy joes made from beef, it kind of tastes funny to me. Yeah. So I like that. I can see you get used the to other it. side. But. Well, and my kids would honestly rather eat deer meat than anything else. My son loves the heart. Ah, really? If you can believe that. Yeah. And he knew what it was. The He's heart five. is a mental game for me. Like, I want to love it, but I just... You just can't. It's the head game. And, you know, yeah. and it's honestly not my favorite. Um, I'm pretty open, you know. It's just, it's a different texture. Yeah. Um. But there's a lot of people that, that love it, and my son is one of them, which is really surprising because he's very picky. But he, he went to town. Five years old. Yes. <laughs> I'm one of those, though, where if you're going to harvest a deer or an animal for that matter like you have like you have to eat it yes well you could donate it you could donate it but like if i'm gonna go out there and harvest an animal like it's gonna be one that we can harvest and that we can eat the meat from yeah i because i'm not gonna kill an animal just to kill an animal like it's got it's got to be for our table yeah I'm the same way and i told austin that like i don't i understand that a lot of people in the industry are trophy hunters um I would say that I am, but I'm not going to shoot anything that's not going to be eaten. It's a waste. Yes. And then at that point, it's just kind of like you just murdered that animal for no reason. For what? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I I I agree. Mm-hmm. And if I don't, for whatever reason, I will donate it to a church or some something yeah. that's going to like benefit the community. There's a lot of people that need that meat that would yeah. be more than happy to take that. Yeah. So maybe if, if you don't like it, if you genuinely don't like it, don't knock it till you try it. Um don't and try it. it in multiple ways. You know, try the back straps, try them grilled, try them wrapped in bacon, try the ground meat, put it in tacos with taco seasoning. Yeah, Maybe make some jerky. Yeah. You know what? We discovered that if you leave the back strap whole, like one big long piece, yeah. it's way better. Rather than like cutting, Little slicing pieces. them up. Mm-hmm. I've had deer meatloaf that was like fantastic. I just made a bomb ass deer meatloaf the other night. Okay. I meant to. So Old Barn is making a 
nice blend of like pork, beef, and venison. And Kurt's like, no, no, no. We always just get straight cut venison. But we were like, you know what? We better try Sam's specialty blend. Mm -hmm. So we tried it and we made burgers with it. It was awesome. And then I went to make meatloaf the other night. So I pulled out two pounds from the freezer and I forgot to pull out Sam's Old Barn specialty mixture. And I just pulled out the straight cut venison that we had. And it turned out awesome. Like, yeah, wasn't disappointed. I couldn't even, it was not gamey. It was, I was so impressed. And I was a little yeah. nervous because sometimes, you know, a deer burger can be a little gamey. Yeah. I'm not bothered by it, but. Um, and my little trick to the gaminess, because, I mean, I can tell, you know, if you don't let the blood drain out, it gets really gamey. Um, but my little trick is that if you take something out of the freezer, let it sit in the fridge for like two days, you know, while it's defrosting and you usually have it in like a vac seal bag or something. Mm-hmm. Let it sit in the fridge for a couple days. If it's like burger and it's like a roll, mm-hmm. like stick it in like a glass or something so all the blood will drain to the bottom. Do you dump that blood out like yes. periodically? So if you let it drain out in the fridge for a couple days, most of the blood's in the bag already. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get all your gaminess to begin okay. with. So then after that, I mean, if it's like a, a roast or something, you can soak it. But it, you can't soak burger. That's right. just gross. Mm-hmm. So let that just kind of like drip in a glass in the fridge for a couple days and all that blood's going to run out. You can just... Do whatever you want Yeah, with that's it. a good tip. Yeah. Another thing that Kurt has started doing in the past couple of years is labeling his bucks and his does in the freezer. Okay. And that way, yeah. like, if we're entertaining or something and people aren't really familiar with venison, I'll pull out the doe the meat dough. instead of the buck meat. And you can, typically, when he's shooting a buck mid-rut, you can tell the difference. Yeah, you know we, what I mean? We turn so, that into jerky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when you harvest a really mature buck. Yeah. There, yeah. that meets a little Austin bit. Austin shot like I think he was like a nine year old. We're like, yeah, he's going to jerky. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he was the best jerky ever. I bet. I'll tell you. Yeah. So there's there's tricks. I mean, yeah. there's ways. First of all, opening your mind to the idea in the first place. Yeah. And then looking up recipes, which I I have found to be pretty tough. But you know, DM me or you know ask. Yeah. Let us and know. We'll tell you. We'll let you know. I got a really good marinade for a backstrap that nobody can hate. If you hate it, there's something wrong with you. I need that. I definitely need that. We I'll need to get to up on our backstrap game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so there's ways around it. It's it's getting familiar with the meat in the cooking process and and uh, the different methods of getting ready that, rid of that gaminess so that yep. it just doesn't taste as Just let the strong. blood drain out, you know? I think Ross said even soak it in milk. I think he I've does heard that, that a million times. He does times. soak it in milk. Yeah. And it takes some of that yeah. gaminess out I've of I've never that. honestly tried that. I mean, salt water will do also if that's kind of weird for you. Salt water too. Mm-hmm. Well, those are the the pet peeves that I have down so far, but I have another good one here from good old Alicia Beck. She helped us oh, out a little bit. Alicia Beck. And mm-hmm. gave us some uh, topics of conversation. They're pretty good. Yeah. Um, so I'll just dive right in. When you married your husband, did you truly understand what you were signing up for now when you're looking back on it? Yes. For sure. I did yes. too. I mean, because me and Austin were older, you know, than you guys when you guys started dating your husbands. Um, and I thought it was really funny that he had to tell me that. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, did you have an issue in the past? Clearly he did with Clearly. a couple, I guess. Um, so I don't know if that stuck with him. He's like, I have an addiction. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I love I that. Know, this is hilarious. I'm like, like, it's a charm. You need to stop with this. It's not, I mean, yeah, it's an addiction. And he still says that. And it's like shameful or something. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I'm yeah. like, you need to just quit with the addiction thing. It's 
it's your life don't be ashamed of your life yeah but and yes i clearly knew what i was getting myself he into. was honest with you up front totally it wasn't a hidden secret it wasn't no. like oh i like to hunt here and there it supported like, him 100 percent. yeah yeah for sure it's it, more like i'm gonna be gone for three months yeah and Bye. that's the thing. It's a it's a give and take in a relationship. I mean, there. I'm sure there's some things I do, like for example, put the toilet paper the wrong way, or don't refill the toilet paper. Damn you know, it. you learn to live with people yeah. and their things. I have my quirks too. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's just part of it. And Ross's is he. It's not really a quirk. It's a passion. And and I'm going to fully support him in whatever he does. And he's had that passion since we started dating at 17. So Mm -hmm. it's only grew since then. And my support and love for him is just continued to grow. And, of course, I support him in all that. Mm -hmm. Agree. Um, Next up, does your husband bribe you during hunting season? Well, I know Jeremy probably bribes Alicia because they go on a lot of trips. So I'm wondering if that's why she's asking, Jeremy, you dirty dog. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, he does not. I mean, he doesn't bribe me because he doesn't have to. He doesn't. I mean... Do you ever get promised like oh a for date sure? Night? Uh, okay, wait. Like, didn't me... you just get promised? I like, got new promised furniture. Furniture, which has yet <laughs> to happen. Yeah. I'm just gonna throw that just out. Just go there. pick it. I out. mean, that was that bear trip. What back in May? Yes. And he said, "Oh, if I go on that, I'll buy you new furniture." But yes. now it's well, the kids aren't quite old enough. They're still. They're just gonna lessons. destroy it anyway. Yeah. Exactly. But you Horse. know. Shit. five years from now we need to replace it anyway so it's no. like hello time to happen mm. promise is a promise dear promise is a promise and it's yep. been can't take it back now well over six months at just this go point. pick it out and bring it home so ross when you listen to this later mama needs new furniture furniture she's already gone shopping for it yep circled in the catalog i don't think i've been bribed too much i mean i'm sure i can't really think back to every single year but i'm sure i've been promised a date night here and there or you know Oh, yeah. Some, I mean, you know. yeah, he'll take me out to some fancy place. Martinis is always great. And he knows I love Fantastic. those naughty school girls. Oh, my Ooh, God. Those things are girl. good. Yes. <laughs> I know. It sounds... Okay. It's a martini, you guys. Don't yeah. be weird about it. I mean, yes. I like the pear, but... It's so good. Yeah, so... Yours sounds funner, I guess. Daddy's really good at taking mommy out to eat. <laughs> Daddy takes good care of mama. <laughs> and then we have fun time. <laughs> Okay, so a little bit here and there with the bribing. Does hunting season ever really end? No. Absolutely not. Ever. Because after deer hunting. Shed season. Shed season. And then then it's archery season. Mm. And then you got to start working on trail cameras and food plots and mowing. Mm-hmm, and then, for sure. you know, Austin's a farmer. So and then you, you got to start setting stands and then getting ready for deer season. Like it's mm-hmm. a year round, 365 day thing, ladies. I mean, it's, it's not a season. Happen. It's a lifestyle. It's not mm-hmm. a season. All year round. Yes. And thinking that you can change that. Never. Nope. nope. It's not just gonna not going to happen. Nope. And I think that even having that mindset makes everybody miserable. It makes yes. you miserable because you're constantly pissed about his mind being on other things or yada 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 so basically it makes him miserable because he's constantly narked at yeah and can't yeah. do what he Join loves to in do on the fun like that's yeah the it thing. is fun like i found my first shed this year and i okay when you're out shed hunting and you don't find one you get super pissed oh my like, god it so becomes mad. a challenge you are right so i found my true. first one this year and it was a good one i'm like oh there it is look at that and it was like a matching set we already oh my had gosh. it and i was so 
and that's all it takes you know so this it's, past year ross brought his own sheds that he had and we purposely planted them for the kids to find oh, fun it was like the best scavenger hunt you can imagine but then we actually found like a legit antler out there and ross was like so excited and the yeah, kids could understand family fun why he was so excited over that one over the others yeah. and then he also had like the years that was written on the antler so like it would say 18 or 19 oh yeah, oh, yeah. and then the kids thought that was the best thing ever they're like this is a 16 deer this oh, is an 18 oh deer and i'm like yeah That's yeah so you're right did you're a good right. job, buddy. Yeah, join in on the fun. You know, and if you're like in a new relationship and your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever are avid hunters and you're just not feeling it, just just leave now. It's never going to... It's, it's not... Never, this is it. It's and a lifestyle, people. This is it. If you don't like it, it's fine, but it's... Yeah. Maybe it's not for you. And I, I don't think I've... I have joined in on the fun, but that wasn't my first, like way to deal with it i guess which i've never really dealt with it air quotes like you were saying yeah you don't deal with it it's just part of how you know so i've just found other things to do like in the winter i do puzzles or i I know (laughs) you know like i was talking about doing hiking or something if if you can handle that with children and whatnot but like uh, yoga just other Mm -hmm. little hobbies that you can find interest in and and have that you yeah. know, like, oh, yeah. I'm kind of excited for him to get the fuck out of here yeah. tonight so and that yeah. I can get to work on this, you know? So, and it's not a bad thing to, to feel like that. Like, we are humans. We need our space. Yeah. I, so, like I said earlier, I don't have to have Austin shoved up my ass all the time. Right. You know, like we, I'm an introvert by nature. Um, I love puzzles and reading yeah. and I love to read too. Like I just I, said, 67 yeah. books since May, people. I like to be by myself a lot. So, it's it's okay if he leaves yeah and come you know like i need my own i think it's good to miss each other right for sure so if you can make that work that's awesome but it is also important to like kind of try to get involved with the other person's life like i never really understood hunting to this caliber until i hunted with austin until i shed hunted with austin until i did food plots with austin and and it's actually really kind of fun you know and then you take your kids along and it's you're developing like this whole lifestyle for your kids and like yeah. this is probably going to be my son in the future yeah and that's really exciting being yeah. involved in the things outside of the actual season is a lot of fun for me like yeah the food plots and because they talk and talk and talk about it and then when you're there you're like ah yeah this mm-hmm. all makes sense or you find your first shed antler and you're like oh i get yeah. it yeah and it seems like such a childish thing but i'm like oh my god this is so fun yeah <laughs> yeah well and we have three yeah. little boys so like i'm resigned to the fact that Ross isn't going to be able to hunt with three little boys. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to have to take one myself or right. two myself. Right. And we're going to have to split up and divide and conquer. And that's just how this is going to work. Right. right. The next one. What would you change about hunting if you could? Mm. Mm. What could you ch- What would you change about hunting? Oh, boy. Um, well, we kind of talked about this earlier. And I think I even mentioned this to Kurt one time. Um but hunting used to be just that and you know people would hunt for the love of the hunt oh yeah and now it's just like become this political shit storm you mm-hmm. know like everybody's got to one up somebody else or talk it's a dick crap swinging about competition yeah it for sure is yeah and it's like who's who can do better and who can do this and, it's, and the camaraderie sucks mm-hmm. now and that's really disappointing your way of hunting's wrong my way of hunting's right right and and then you have the competing neighbors and that sort of thing too that don't 
live the same lifestyle maybe that you do or don't hunt the same way that you do and it's maybe disappointing um, or you see someone on social media that has a bigger buck than you and you're envious. Like, I feel like there needs to, that camaraderie that used to be there needs to, um, I don't know, maybe we need to get better about that, congratulating people for what they yeah. accomplish. Mm-hmm. The love of the hunt needs to come back. Mm-hmm. For sure. And it can start with us or our husbands or yeah, whatever. You know, Kurt, I I think Kurt does a really good job about that. Uh, then again, he's my husband. But like the other night, our neighbors were out and he went over there and, hey, do you guys need, we heard a gunshot. Yeah. So, hey, do you guys need any help? I can get the ranger out, yada, yada, you know, and yeah. he made a friendship with them. So I think there's ways yeah. to go about that. I mean, mm-hmm. for me, it's like, oh, that's awkward. Don't go talk to the people. We don't know them. Like, leave them alone. I you know what I mean? Just but it's just like, yeah. though. And like Austin's the same way. He will call himself an introvert. But when it comes to hunting... I don't know. They're extroverts. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like he becomes this completely different person. They're all brothers. They Mm -hmm. are. And he is so, he's such a genuine person that if somebody else shoots a giant or gets a, you know, hunting rights on something, he is genuinely happy for that person. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, we need more of that. I've seen it and I've seen footage of it actually with Ross killing that. I think it was what his 202 third 200 mm-hmm. and Austin coming and seeing the footage of how excited he was yes. in that recovery. I actually laughed at him. He was like, Oh my, Oh, oh my. my, Oh my God. Oh my. <laughs> Look at that. It's like, Austin, are, are you, you okay? okay? <laughs> are you there? Honey, come back but to me. But that's what it's all about. Like brothers yeah. coming together, like people that truly care about the sport yeah. coming together and, and, working and recovering that deer and truly appreciating what is involved in the hunting process just love the hunt and forget about everything else yeah yeah that's a good one i don't think i would personally change a whole lot of my ends but i with the politics and then like the industry as well kind of creates that competition and all the products that are coming out every year like we were saying like that creates the kind of the competition too do you drink more during hunting season? Describe more. <laughs> um, um, yes, but only by default because it's winter and I have nothing else to do. Oh, yeah. You know? It's not because it's hunting season. Not because season. it's hunting season. Well, if it is, it's because we're celebrating. Yeah. You know? I'm going to go on a limb and say no because I'm then the responsible parent that's taking care of the yeah, children. Yeah, I almost think I drink less because he's not... I'm, I'm not a lone drinker. Oh, God, I'm a shitty-ass mother then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm at home. What else am I supposed to do? Don't judge me. <laughs> what about... Do you spend more money during hunting season? Me or him? You. Oh. No, I don't go anywhere. I hate winter. Ew. No, I mean, I mean, it's hard because you've got, so like we have a November birthday and then we have Christmas, you know, December, and then we have a January birthday. So, I mean, any more than normal? No. But do we spend maybe more that time of year just because it's Mm -hmm. children's birthdays and Mm -hmm. Christmas and such? So, yeah. But it's not like you're sitting at home bored, just like online shopping and no absolutely not no i'm such a tight ass i or buying your own hate hunting yeah I, I i'm definitely more frugal for sure yeah i am too i'll chase the Somebody's deal and i'm be. the person that adds stuff to the cart and never checks out me oh too my gosh and i hate delete it like five times yeah. and then come back and then maybe i'll decide to buy it yeah Austin I, will go on amazon and be like do you need this I'm like oh <laughs> just put that on the safer later 
<laughs> I might get around to it in a couple Maybe. of years. I don't know if I really need I that I haven't dress. really decided if I want it or not. Yeah, no, no. I hate the the online shops that delete the cart. Like, I want to save know. that cart for weeks and if weeks that was and my weeks. shopping list. Yeah, and then I go back and it's gone. Yeah. I start all over. Start over just to save it again. <sighs> and add more shit. All right, if you have kiddos, which we all do, how do you keep it together when your husband is gone so much? Robin... You go first, one. girl. You've got like three little yeah, boys. Yeah, three. So currently they're six, four, almost five, and then three. So we had three under three. So that's been tough. I mean, this year hasn't been as bad because they're older. Like with Wes being, he just turned three in September. So it's getting easier. But I will say, like having that many kids that close together, it's been rough. So, like, Ross hasn't probably hunted like he's wanted to, the you know, the last couple years. Um, but it's because it's been a lot. And I'm still working. So, yeah. and going to, was going to school. So, it was a lot at one time. So, it was kind of all hands on deck at that point. But, no, I don't have remorse about it. You know, there are kids together. And we, I, you know, we both knew what we signed up for. And, right. um I wanted that many kids and I, I wanted to have a big family and I wanted to have the kids close together. So that's. And we're all kind of in the early stages. I mean, Leah, you, yeah. Izzy's how old? She's 10. 10, 10 um, and 5. Yeah, I have a 10 year old and a 5 year old. So, I mean. Yours are a little bit older than ours. Yeah. And, you know, my kids were five years apart. So Izzy, and she's like really mature for being yeah. 10. And she really she, is. She can mm-hmm. hold it down, you know, like I don't have to worry about her a whole lot. And my son is like probably the sweetest, best kid ever. He is. He's a heartbreaker. Mm-hmm. I mean, hello. Yeah. He's a Chandler. Come on. <laughs> Pretty he, blue eyes, blonde hair. Ugh. The best. I have the best kids. And yeah, sometimes I want to lose my shit. But I just That's get, just motherhood. Yeah. Right? I just get overwhelmed and then I grab a truly and I'm fine. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Kind <laughs> of. But um, no, my kids are great. And, you know, Izzy being 10, she kind of wants to do her own thing now. And we make it work, you know, teamwork makes the dream work. So. And soon, if Izzy were to be in into it or show interest with hunting, right. that's almost another opportunity that presents itself. Yeah, you know? and she's kind of gotten that, um, you know, thing where she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to kill something. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've started her on small game. She's all about killing squirrels. She don't give no craps about squirrels. That's so cool. Austin's been taking her out in the yard. We live out in the middle of nowhere. We have squirrels everywhere. Um, so they've been just kind even of, the flying kind, which is a real thing. Oh my god, I didn't it even is. Know. I didn't know that. Me I didn't neither. Either. Until we moved where we are, and now we're infested with flying squirrels. Infested with flying squirrels. If you guys want to f- see a flying squirrel, just come to my house. They're everywhere. I just didn't it's think. Amazing. Like I thought you guys were just messing with me when no. I first came over. No, like, it's a real it's, thing. It's a legit thing. If yeah. you ever have to sleep on my couch and you hear scratching in the walls, it's my squirrels. Mm. They're, it's terrible. Yeah, so we're shooting squirrels with Izzy now. We're we're graduating with her. Yeah, that's cool. And one day, I mean, all three are boys. If they show interest and want to be doing that sort of stuff, you know, you could be at home alone, <laughs> and no. all the boys could be out. No, you know? because I'm going to jump on board. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like I'm I'm a boy mom number one. I've got well, and I grew up with three brothers, so I, yeah. I'm kind of used to that, anyways. But. Um, that's the thing is if you want to spend time together as a family like i feel like you have to jump on board with everyone's interests Mm -hmm. and i'm not going to be at home by myself i'm going to be doing what everyone else is doing Mm -hmm. i mean i might be building a puzzle let's get real but 
I agree. Maybe for an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, then you're going to jump on board. And then you kind of feel left out. I'm like, I want to go. Yeah. I want to yeah. be involved. Then things change. Can you wait until I finish my puzzle? I do get a little sad. Like, and, and I'm speaking with like a small toddler last year more so than this year, you know, like daddy, daddy, you know, yeah. kind of asking and wondering and not really grasping the concept that he hasn't been home, you know, yeah. since work got over. We can and they home. do grasp the concept. They've had dinner and daddy's still not here. So that it kind of, it's sad, you know, like that kind of hurt my feelings a little bit, but yeah. I, I think it's just, you know, we talk about it and I explain, you know, he's hunting and, and now she yeah. loves deer and she loves hunting. And, and so, you know, just kind of, but know, adjusting at, to that having, stuff. and they're not older, but I'm like, my oldest just turned six, but, um, like when Ross isn't home, he'll ask when daddy's getting home and I'll say, Oh, he's hunting. And he's like, Ugh again yeah <laughs> and it's like yeah buddy he's hunting again you know it takes time to to get a deer so yeah mm-hmm. but it when can they kinda... get one it's really exciting oh yeah and i feel like isla may is going to be all about that life i do too i really do when kurt killed his second deer this year i think it was and they had it down here in the woods and she's on top of it looking at its antlers pulling on its ears 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 mm-hmm. petting it and just like and her and that wcb little beanie was like the most adorable thing in the <laughs> yeah. world sold it i want one yeah <laughs> aren't they cool they're cool yeah she should be a like the model for the the brand i know i think so too yeah. they gotta get some pictures of and the her. baby shark in the mic i'm sorry died oh my god also like what's she saying i'm like do 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 like, don't you hear don't baby you shark? Know? yeah don't the guys know that no he, he doesn't kurt has a little recording of her <laughs> the podcast equipment and then the last one do you wish that you could be involved more with hunting yeah i mean yeah let well robin had a good point you know somebody's got to be home with the kids somebody's got to hold down the fort you know um and she's she said it right you know it's a hobby for me but it's a lifestyle for Austin. Mm-hmm. So he is the priority when it comes to hunting season. He happened to tag out early this year. He's dying inside. Yeah. He has to go out. So I've hunted this year more than I have in the last five years already. No, I agree with that. Uh, Ross tagged out early too, which he's the known as the what late season killer or whatever. Yeah, surprising. Yeah. So he's kind of bummed out that he doesn't get to yeah. hunt late season, but I'm like, you know what? We got that coop right out back. I, I think you're tagged out. So I'm going to try to spend some time there. Yeah. And, but you know, I, again, like I think it's, it's for us, it's going to be a family affair. So, um, We've got three boys. They're going to get older. They're all going to want to go hunting. And so I think eventually we're going to be spending even more time together that time of year. Yeah. And it's fun. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, even outside of hunting season, like I was saying, like shed season and shed season. You can start so much kids fun. really early with that yes. sort of yes. stuff, you know? Well, even like deer recoveries, you know, we took Cody um, when Austin shot his buck with his trad bow this year it was such a big deal like that's a huge accomplishment oh gosh so we wanted in on that and me and cody went out with him and we took um austin's cousin justin and one of our best friends cody which is who our son is named after you know um and we all just went out there and we were like we're gonna find this thing and my son was all about it you know he didn't throw fit he was all in we we found it and just giving him the opportunity to walk up on that buck with him was just so cool so special and we got a video of it and i think it might even be on the youtube episode i'm not really sure i think it is i think part of it is at least because i remember seeing cody in there but yeah that was 
And that's a what's a special exciting. moment. It means yeah. even more to to Ross, to Kurt, yeah. and to Austin when they have their family, when they have their kids out there. Mm-hmm. Like so it's it's a lifestyle anyways and an accomplishment for them, but when they can cherish that with their family, like it's even yeah. more. Mm-hmm. It's amplified for, for sure. sure. For sure. It's a moment. It's, it's an independent activity. With bow hunting especially. Yeah. You know, but they do get to involve us. For and sure. we can but, find ways. You know, and there's been a lot of times, you know, when Austin has shot something that I've been his first call, which to yeah. me is like, you called me? Why I did agree. you call me? Kurt does that too. I feel so special. And I'm I like, like, I do too until I don't answer. And then I realize like I'm the <laughs> third or fourth person. Yeah. Well, knows, I know if but... my phone rings and it's like 10 o'clock in the morning or like three o'clock yep. in the afternoon that some something just went down right before dark. so i'm like scrambling and mm-hmm. yeah when he killed that buck with his trad bow he called me Aww. first yeah because he knows i'm the shit yeah and i wanted you're to number one so i am yeah. number one that's so cute one thing that was hard for me but has become a lot easier is uh, Kurt only has like limited vacation time yeah. from his job. And so obviously all of that time goes to hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a traveler. So that was with having a kid that's getting harder a mm-hmm. little bit. But like prior to that, I would just travel on my own and I found happiness in doing that. We're thankful. Well, we're um, lucky enough that his job has like a shutdown around Christmas and New Year every year. Yeah. So it's like a additional week or two of vacation. So we've kind of like compromised and that's kind of our family vacation week. And then obviously the other vacation is used for the rut or Mm -hmm. whatever else that he might use. But that's been kind of our compromise because as our family grows, I want to have family vacations together. Right. Even, you know, like a long weekend is fine with me. Something little. And that you have found your balance there, Mm -hmm. see, because... You guys can communicate about that and he gets what he wants and you get what you want and then you come together and you, you guys both do your family thing. Right. We don't need, I don't need two weeks of family vacation. Right. It's all about priorities. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all I have, ladies. Right on. Alicia, thanks for the help on that. Yeah, Girl, thanks, you Alicia. You're the best. I mean, I don't know. I think the boys thought oops, the boys thought this was going to be more of a bitching session. But yeah, honestly, I think, I think we Austin were... was totally nervous about it. Yeah, Ross for sure was. I but... think we're more understanding than they I know. give us credit for, right? Or perhaps they're a little like insecure about. Well, you've heard him. They he feel said, guilty about I have, it. I, think. I yeah. have an addiction. I'm like, you don't. Mm, have it an is addiction. guilt. It's guilt. It's guilt for it's sure. Guilt. Well, let him live with it. Whatever. But they secretly don't know as we actually admire them for it. Yeah, right. we do. I know. We well, like I it. said, you know, like just this is a really bad analogy probably because I'm not saying Austin is my child, but maybe he kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes it feels that way. But we're all mothers. We get it, you know. But when you see your kid go through a milestone, you know, they're they're walking or they're, I don't know, maybe some of you have like older kids that have graduated high school or gotten married and your heart just bursts with so much love that you just are so happy that they have done something for themselves and they're living their best life. And that is the way I view my husband. I would never, ever want him to do anything else because when I see him in his zone, I see him for who he truly is. And I I don't know why anybody would want to take that away from their husband. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't, I don't understand that. You can't change their personalities and the way that they're built. Right. And you want to encourage and support them along the way. Exactly. Fuel yeah. the passion and just live with it. Right. Love it. 
All right, let's bring the boys back All in, right, shall we? Let's do All it. All right, let's do it. Okay, guys, we're back. We had to take a little break, get a drink, grab the guys. Here we are. We're back. What's up, guys? Did you guys talk about wieners the whole time? We sure did. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Like, Great detail. Like, what did you guys talk about about them? Like, your your wieners? Yeah. yeah. What did you mention? Just, like, like describe something them. Good. He's so bulgy. He's like a moose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a Boone and Crockett. I don't know. If, I'm hoping that's what you guys talked about. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they look like Play-Doh snakes. <laughs> just, <laughs> they're making their own Play-Doh snakes. <laughs> making Play-Doh snakes. Just thinking about them. Couldn't wait to get us back. But uh, here we <laughs> Wow. We're so dumb. Here we are. This podcast was just like pure gold, and then we just come back in and ruin it right at the end. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, fill us in. Where do we jump back into this? Okay. Well. Well, we did some full-on myth-busting. Myth busting. Yes. Yeah. Okay. How so? So taking like what women would be typically complaining about and kind of debunking it or or telling them why we can deal with it. Air quotes deal with it. Mm. It's Air a lifestyle. Deal. So that's kind of how we address all those. Yeah. Topics. Kind of addressing the facts, you know, like why you hate hunting or do you really hate the hunt or do you hate the situation or do you... Not like to eat the meat. Um, we kind of went off of Alicia Beck's um, suggestions, which were really great, mm-hmm. and just kind of went from there and just gave the ladies some ideas of how to deal mm-hmm. or not deal with the life. Gotcha. So we got to talk through anything? I was hoping that we that's what we we're going to do. Honestly, I think we are a little too nice. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm oh. just going to throw this out here. I mean, Ross still has promised me furniture that still hasn't yeah. happened Yeah, I mean, yet, we did talk so. about the furniture, Ross, that never came. <laughs> furniture from the bear hunt? Yes. From the bear hunt mm, in I May. I'm sorry, Ross. The brand whore never pulled through with the furniture. I know. Mm. Well, now yeah, that he's well, got I, a couple here, of megalodons. Here's the here's deal. <laughs> <Megalodons>. <laughs> here's the deal. So, yes, I did promise furniture. And then? Okay. So, but but before furniture ever got promised, I had a man cave that was planning to get done, and I couldn't get that man cave done because Mama decided she needed a new kitchen. So, new kitchen Excuse cabinets. Excuse me, I new. decided this? You did. Really? <laughs> new kitchen cabinets, new, I, uh, everything. I'm the inside. one that made the decisions about the concrete countertops with the bark on the end. Sounds I'm like, talking, it totally sounds honey, like Honey, listen, you're... you're it sounds more like a brand horror movie. You're hearing yeah. all it, it sounds like, yeah. Sounds no excuses. Like more like Ross. I'm saying the house kitchen. Oh, that was a long time ago. It was a little trashy inside, and I just I thought, you know what? Let's just let's let's leave it. It's fine. Let me let me spend that money on the old man cave. All right, ladies and gents, <laughs> this is something we're going to have to battle out. So no, I had to put this whole later. thing on hold to do this kitchen inside. So so to cover myself here. Uh, yes, there was furniture promised. Uh, didn't pull through on that. Well, I haven't yet, but it's <laughs> it's happening. It's now just, it's going to be a Christmas surprise. Hello. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know if I'd want to be surprised with furniture. That's a no-go for me. That's a no for me. Don't you won't have to worry about it. <laughs> you ain't getting new furniture. No. <laughs> Listen, bitch. <laughs> Sorry. I'm picking up my own shit. You can just, you know. Actually, we moved furniture in tonight, but I'm I'm a tight ass. We got we got some used shit from my mom. That's how I roll. Yeah, hey, there you go. Doesn't matter. Hey, I'd be fine with a big lots it's special. It's new, new to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, big lots is the jam right here. Yeah, totally, Dude, yeah. totally cool with that. I'm just I'm saying, if big lots is like, hey, we want to sponsor your show, I'd be like, 
Sick. Let's do it. Sign me yeah. up. Sick. They got Lacroix. I heard. So yeah, let's yeah. do that. I'm on the big lock train for sure. Yeah, represent. Right. So okay, interesting. Um, broken promises. Broken promises. Um, interesting. That's a big. I mean, I. Sorry, she's Ross. hanging you know, up on that. But damn. Yeah. you got to get right with that because we got like turkey palooza, coyote palooza, doe palooza, beaver palooza. Man, we got all kinds of palooza. Any type of palooza up. you want to imagine. Yeah. So the reason that we brought that up is because we were talking about if um, you guys bribe us during hunting season or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bribe and then don't follow through. <laughs> well, do I bribe? I don't think so. No, I don't. I mean, we couldn't really think of anything that. I mean, maybe like you promised me, like a date night here and there, yeah. but it's not like, please, baby, let me go hunting and then I will, you know. I'll, be, I'll, like be, that. I'll be go to hell. I mean, yeah. I'm the only guy <laughs> sitting here that's promised something big and never well, followed through. We might <laughs> run into Ross and Robin at Martinis every once in a while, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, date it's a night. hell of a, yeah. hell of a nice Happens date on night. occasion. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we covered forgetting, how- forgetting about that right now, but we're. Yeah. Shut up, Robin. <laughs> You're embarrassing me. Driving me in the ground. In front of our audience. <laughs> These are my people. <laughs> yeah. Don't embarrass me. Oh my what were you going to say, Sam? We were talking about how it's a little bit easier like, to be a hunter's wife if you can find that compromise and work with each other and kind of respect each other and, and, yeah. and join in on the fun was Robin's biggest thing. So I yeah. think a lot of men might not be respectful of the women and her wants and her feelings. You know, they mm-hmm. might just be like a big F you deal with it. And really it can be a conversation and you can still get what you want. Yeah. So yeah. balance. That's interesting. Yeah. That's important. That, that is, that's a big one. Honestly. I will say I'm probably guilty of not having a lot of balance sometimes, especially like, but it's a little different, like having what this production is because it requires m- more time. I I didn't do it at all, really. But no, I had to prior to the podcast tell myself like I can't bring the podcast and your separate business into hunting because it's not the same thing. Right. You know, like right. you're like pulled a million different ways with the podcast, but hunting. Just speaking about hunting alone, mm-hmm. just like some women we talked about hate. They think they hate hunting, but really they hate that their man's out at the bar until three o'clock in the morning, which is a problem for That's some problem. guys for yeah. sure. Um, I guess one thing, and I don't know if you talked about this and and maybe I'm jumping ahead a little bit because we still have plenty of time. Like there's no hurry here in in the show, just so everybody knows, but, um, I'm not in like podcasting, right. as a hobby and a passion of mine in itself, but I just found a way to turn this newfound love and passion included into my main, what I consider my mission in life or the reason why I kind of like go through things like I look, and that's a different, another rabbit hole, but anyway, my, Podcasting hobby is my hunt, uh, hunting hobby kind of now. They go hand in hand, right. for sure. But I've created that. Um, fuck, I guess I don't remember where I was going to go with that. Um, I'm drawing a blank But my here. point was just trying to concentrate more on like your time in the woods and your time with deer. and Right. You know. But the um, thing is, I guess where I was going to is like I mentioned this a little bit when we were first on in the very beginning. Like I'm not into watching football. Right. And I'm not into going to like – Play Odd sports. That we, talked about that. we did. Or, okay, I, I was wondering if that was going to come up because I think that is also different. Like, if I'm into playing, I mean, whatever, like a basketball league or a bar volleyball league, which is a damn good time, uh, or just something <laughs> else, and then it's like, well, then I'm then I'm going to go hunting, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, you, I kind of use all my free passes at, at yeah. the bar playing fucking pool the whole time, which is a great time, and. 
Right. You're just juggling too much at that point. Yeah. You have hunting, you have a family, you have the bar, you have volleyball, you have, you, you know. Got, you got to draw a line yeah, somewhere. Yeah, but is yeah. it a free pass or is it an understanding from your wife that you right. have that passion? That, and that's there's a, where it probably turns to where it's different, right? Like, it's a, it's not just a, it, like, what we talked about in the beginning, it's, I have an addiction is what you told her right at the beginning. But it's really, I mean, yeah, we are addicted to it, but it's more... It's a give and take. It's our I lifestyle mean, to yeah. a point. Like it's, but you but you're willing to give up. I mean, and and you're willing to give up, even though yeah. you're addicted to it. You still have to. Robin and Leah just laughed at each other when I said that. Yeah, we, we because talked we about talked that. about this. I, I honestly brought up the fact that Austin um, keeps talking about his addiction and how the first week that we were dating that he had to admit to me his addiction. And I, it's funny to me. It's yeah. ludicrous because um, you know it's more. Of it's a lifestyle. not an addiction. I mean, yeah, he's addicted to hunting. It's probably the only way he can put lifestyle. it in perspective for you, though, at the time. Yeah, you know? but it's almost like, don't tell me you have an addiction because that almost seems shameful. Don't be ashamed of who yeah. you are. Yeah, I'm not really ashamed of it, but it's just it was the easiest way for me to put up a red flag. Like, okay, there's probably going to be some things in this relationship that you've never dealt with before. Yeah. Which is yeah. very fair, I think. Yeah, that, and you know, I get that. and I appreciated that because it did kind of. Like, he was honest, and I was just ready to just go in and be like, "Okay, yeah. well, let's see what this is about." And there was there was no game playing, there was no hidden messages or anything. Right. So, mm-hmm. and we work well together because of that. So mm-hmm. we yeah. covered that. Like all three of us are lucky enough to have you guys come into our relationships being like open about hunting yeah. and we knew exactly what to expect open honesty and having that trust for one another yeah. where you yeah. just so then happen like leah's yeah. point earlier like how dare you take that away from your husband you go into the relationship knowing what you're getting yourself into knowing what his passion is yeah knowing yeah. there's going to be deer heads on the wall you get married and bam no more deer heads no more hunting so how I'll, can you do that i'll tell you something that i because i grew up from the time i was nine or ten all the way in through my teens, hunting with guys that were always older. I never had uh, what I have now, like really close friends that are close to my age that are as passionate as I am and more Mm -hmm. to drive me to do better as a hunter. Ross and Austin and Eric and Doug are all, we push each other. We're all at different levels, but all really experienced. I never had that growing up. It was all a lot older guys that I would never just hang out with but they were in camp, so I'm drinking beer. I'm underage drinking beer with these guys in camp mm-hmm. and hunting, you know. Um, but I always remember um, my buddy Jim Burns basically like, oh, yeah, you got this girl now. You guys are young. Everything's great. She's making all these promises. Oh, yeah, you can go hunting, all this. He goes, as soon as you get married, everything changes. He goes, my wife did it. He goes, you know, she's still great now and lets me do my thing. But it's like, I'll go with you, all this, this, and this. He goes, and then it was like she got that ring on her finger and it was shut off. And then, you know, I catch a little grief. I mean, he's also gone everywhere and she's his wife is cool with it. He was just kind of like pre-warning me. Oh, I've seen it a thousand times. As soon as they get that ring, they get what they want. They think they're going to change you. And when they don't change you, it's a fucking problem. And it's an argument from here on out until something happens. Mm-hmm. And maybe... That is some of it. Maybe they think, well, he'll change, and I, over time I'll mold what he what he thinks he's going to do. But when we're married, I maybe I, I don't know. Yeah, that, luckily, yeah. lucky we don't have to deal with that. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think that's unfortunate. I'm not disagreeing with that. I think yeah. unfortunately a lot of women are like that. Um, don't put yourself on a pedestal. You're not a princess. Come mm-hmm. back down. Be be who you want to be. Let your husband be who they want to be. Like I was telling the girls earlier, they had a life before you. 
Yeah. I mean, sorry to tell you, but you're not you're not their whole world. They have yeah. they have a life outside that of goes you, both, and that's both healthy. ways. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Right. Yeah, you're an individual. Mm-hmm. We said that Sam and I talked about that a lot. You know, before we had our daughter, it was. Uh, you know, you see a lot of people, which I think is great, you know, whatever, like you want to be the best parent possible, but you're, I'm not now just Isla's dad. I'm still Kurt mm-hmm. with interests and passions and all that. Like you can't give up what you're into just because you're a parent now. Like there's a balance in life and everything like that. Like so many people give up things they're passionate about and then become complacent in just being a parent, which is good that you're committing all your time to being a parent, but you're still an individual. Mm-hmm. You're but not just so-and-so. there's also priorities. Absolutely. Absolutely. If Isla's in the hospital, are you going to be hunting? Fuck no. Exactly. Fuck no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, then, you know, that's just going it's back. That's being a human being. Mm-hmm. You well, know, that, like, it goes back to when uh, I think Leah was talking about when it, whatever – you know, I, that's cool. I mean, you're you're into hunting and whatever. You're still in the honeymoon phase at that point. Before you even get married, you're already in the honeymoon phase. Yeah. Just all loves in the air and everything. But you you move on. You move through. I mean, it's day by day. It's, it's a daily commitment with you and your spouse or you and your loved one. You you move through and you adjust daily. And mm-hmm. you there's a give and take. So yeah. You know, there's there's days where you're willing to give up, and there's days you're not, especially during a high pressure and holy shit. Yeah. Like, you got to be in the woods. <laughs> yeah. So there's days you just can't unless something major happens. But otherwise, I mean, it's it's a give and take. Yeah. And and you build day by day. And, and that's what builds your relationship as a couple all the way through. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't just, this is my resume. This is where I'm at. <laughs> right. You right. know, and yeah, hire from where I am. I'm going like, to be like this the rest of my life. So here it is. Your mold. And, it's a constant know, mold. Yeah. You're constantly working at it. It's a day by day. You have to work at it. If you don't work at it, then things fall and apart. Sometimes you go forward. Sometimes you go way back. But then you're trucking forward is the thing. Yeah. That it, right. it makes you better. I mean, yeah, as a couple, yeah. you're, you're stronger and then you move on. I mean, you have fights, you argue, whatever. Yeah. You know, and, and I know I try and I try. Maybe I, maybe I think it more than I actually try it out but i was like all right you know coming into the good time of hunting like it's and you the we've been through this years and years sam like you know like when it's getting late october it's kind of all things on hold why the getting's good you know moves need to be made at any time like oh buck's doing this hey weather front coming in thursday night like i moved the podcast a day early so i can hit that weather front and i'm out like i gotta go and i'll be back cool Mm-hmm. You know, capitalize on. It. Think about it. <laughs> we make our moves, and we need to make our moves, and they work out. Then we're just done earlier. I mean, yep. not that that's the the goal in the end. I guess like, it sounds bad. Like you're just trying to get it over with because that's not the case. But kind of think about that. I mean, if you well, let it works out for us because I think Ross and Austin have tagged out early this year. Like all three of, of us have. I mean, all you're three. the late, you're all the late three. season hunter, Ross. And we were talking about that too, and it's like, oh my gosh, now we get a chance to go out and like do something, go to dinner yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. we're all no, having a. I'm talking like, like, like we're talking I've, about hunting. I've hunted but. more in the last two weeks than I have in the last five years, mm-hmm. um, and it's been really fun, you know. And I don't like to do it without Austin because he's so passionate about it, and I can feel it. Like the energy just comes to you, and it, it's awesome. It's an awesome experience to share with your husband if you have the opportunity to do so. Yeah, so. for sure. For sure. That, I mean, all three of us were done early. It's cool because my daughter's at a fun age, and if I was still chasing a buck right now, I'd be gone. Missing. <laughs> missing. Yeah, out. missing a lot of it. Yeah. I mean, it's only a, a couple months, but still, like, really fun months. But mm-hmm. um, but I'm not gone all the time. You know, it's just – it's like the grind is there. Like, my focus is heavy. Like, if you're on a certain buck that you're really honed in on, you know, we're – 
pretty for the most part pretty we, one we track wait minded. all year for those opportunities mm-hmm. and, and yeah. that, that time frame so it's for sure it puts a lot of pressure on i gotta be there i mean you're not gonna kill them yeah sam but, do you want to do you i mean you you shot your bow a lot and stuff like that but do you want to get deeper into hunting because we've got and i don't know if you guys talked about this but you like shooting your bow then you like the idea of killing something which yeah. Is, yeah we did which is fair yeah we covered it a little bit i do love shooting my bow and um I like being in the woods. I mean, I like to go hiking, and I like I enjoyed sitting in the tree stand and just kind of enjoying it. I liked watching the deer walk by. <laughs> I just don't think <laughs> I gave Sam a talking to, and she let a, a perfectly mature doe walk by at like mm-hmm. ten yards. She had a fawn. Understandable. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, a, it's, it's a weaning. It's the weaning mom. process. Yeah. I can't blame you. Okay, it's whatever. it's in our nature to. Not well, that's not just you guys. I mean, we have soft spots too. You know, yeah. we yep. see a. A mature doe coming in, and there's a fawn. It's like, yeah, that's you know, it makes it a little tougher to pull the trigger. I, not me. I just think I'm gonna zap that prick right in the heart. I'm just kidding. I don't <laughs> think pull that. a Ross bigger. <laughs> no, you are so fucked. <laughs> no, I don't think that. My, uh, my, I'm kidding. My, my thinking is, I mean, I yes, I do have a soft soft spot too. But uh, when it comes down to a mature doe, over the years, I guess with all the experiences and things with with watching a doe and a, and a fawn walk through, uh, I've watched big bucks run these fawns off yeah it's part of the process and that's the weaning process so i figure if i can shoot this mature doe it's just helping that fawn get on to its Mm -hmm. the jury's theory you're just speeding the process up a little bit just helping things out (laughs) by like two weeks whatever yeah Yeah. well the old theory of the jury is uh shoot mature does with button fawns the bucks will, will stay in button fawns you know first year deer yeah will stay in that area um that's the theory that they turn that into their home range as they mature. With a button fawn. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Interesting theory. Hmm. It yeah. is nice to just like be in the woods, like really close by to the animals, if that makes any sense. I'm mm-hmm. sure it makes total sense to all the hunters, but the people who aren't experienced being in the woods, like hearing the coyotes howl all around you at mm-hmm. night, you know, like watching the deer walk by or the owl who doesn't even know that you're in oh the tree gosh, stand they land right next to you you know there's yeah. just the owl all of those components that you don't realize I'm go grab my case until until unless it's a screech owl and then you hit, yeah. the, hit the ground <laughs> pretty quickly i don't know what it is about you know when the sun's going down and you just hear that owl i'm just like oh my god this is so serene mm-hmm. i love that i totally get where you're coming from you yeah. just the experience like even if you're not a hunter and you have no interest in hunting just go out being just in the tree stands a different experience the nature yeah you're at a different viewpoint you're you know they don't know that you're there yeah. hiking they totally see you and they're not going to get you know yeah as observing nature in its pure state yeah yes. you're like really a fly on the wall yeah it is really cool yeah so to answer your question kurt i mean i guess i'm into hunting i find it very interesting i feel like i'm more educated than a lot of hunters out there just because i'm around you guys but yeah i don't know if i'm ready to shoot something yet that's fair i, I don't th- know i think right. a turkey hunt would be a good way to introduce her I to agree. A, I a good have, gateway yeah. drug yeah. i've told kurt that a few times like i think that would be a ton of fun i would have no problem yeah. doing that turkey um, palooza baby yeah that would be fun even if like you want to blast one in the face with a shotgun that's yeah. fun with a for a turkey that's fun Oh yeah, it's kind of a and I don't see. I just want to go with my bow. Yeah, that's fair too. We but can do that. Shotgun turkey is like an American classic, kind of. But yeah, bow hunting turkeys is fun. Uh, the kill I mean, zone, it can like be the when size it's of a half dollar. But that's yeah. the thing. That's the tricky part. It is, but I think you can you can shoot a ping pong girl. You can yeah, do you it. Got oh line. yeah, I've yep. watched this girl zap these ping. Hey, you're sided in for decaps. Figure right. that one out with your bow last year. Yeah, <laughs> we're good. I mean, that would be the same size. I mean, you shoot decap, you get them at six yards. 
Just go out with the Lord, and he can get you one right in I knew this was coming. I <laughs> knew it. I, mean, I, I thought we were going to get by without the Lord thing. Listen, yeah, you guys didn't too. talk about it at all? No. no. You didn't mention it? No. Well, we got to talk I, about it right now. I'm so sorry. Shame on you, my child. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not... You married the Lord. I know, but How do you feel I, about that? I did not. I, I, did not. About, I think the name that <laughs> the we came up with for you not. would be uh, Lordess Leah. Lordess. Like, ew. ew. Yeah, she Paul, did Paul not Sereda marry and I the were Lord. About like it. the Lord came after. This let's, is so uncomfortable. Let's talk about you uh, bringing back your Facebook page and then putting that you were in a relationship okay. with the Lord. This is hilarious because <laughs> I haven't had Facebook in a year and a half because I got sick of shit, basically. Fair. Um, so when I got it back, I really wanted Marketplace. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so when All I got it back and, and I said, and I, I don't know if it's because I'm old and I don't know shit, but I put that I was married, but it wouldn't say who I was married to. So me and Austin were just trying to figure out why his name wasn't coming up. So when it did, it looked like a new post. Mm-hmm. And then it just, I did not understand why shit hit the fan with that one well, had like, the i don't understand it says, yeah it says leah married austin but it had the date it said june 10th of 17 yeah but I, I guess nobody picked up and everybody's like oh congratulations i'm like what is happening well my first comment was no shit i know i saw that and i'm like and then eric was like when did this happen um like three years ago man right i mean clue in man yeah yeah and i think i think a lot of people did know they were just kind of riding the joke yeah i mean on. so now i know that if i tag austin Austin and anything on Facebook, it's going to be a never-ending cycle. I'm sorry, that's my yeah. fault. <laughs> no, it's totally it's not because it wasn't just that post. It was like the it's totally the not. blind post, and I'm like, man, this has like 75 likes, and I'm just like, Jesus, you're just some Too bitch, much. and you got the Lord with you. I've got the Lord with me. He is <laughs> <laughs> he is shine his glory upon me. <laughs> Holy fuck. Hey, I don't even to, know where. <laughs> now you're starting to understand it a little bit. There we go, my child. Oh, God. Welcome to the cult, baby. Here we are. Jesus. The Working Glass Bowhunter Podcast. I know. It's like Scientology. <laughs> it is, but better. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise ain't a part of this cult. No. Fuck ain't him. a bunch of bitches in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> fuck him. Fuck Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise ain't got shit on me. For no reason. That's what this podcast does. Interesting. I like where we're going. Um,. So, huge accomplishment on your part, Leah, marrying the Lord. Um, congratulations. Okay, yeah, high good five. job. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Very nice. Um, what else was discussed? I feel like we're missing something that we need to go down the mm. rabbit hole. We discussed pet peeves. Okay, let's talk about pet yes, peeves. Because we fuck up, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're like <laughs> well, living the lifestyle or married to the lifestyle, there's going to be things that pop up. I mean, like I said something down... As silly as like holes in the wall, like oh, yeah, you hey. drilling nine holes to find a stud and a plaster or, you know, whatever yeah. it might be like that sort of stuff sucks, but that's very minor and just kind of it funny, was, but yeah. That's the biggest pet peeve you guys came up with. Do you yeah. know pretty good. Is, that, is, that, is that all? All right. Go is shoot that? your bow. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think mine's going to be a bit of a surprise. Ooh. Did you mm. even say yours? I have no idea. I don't. <laughs> wow. All right. Okay. Go for it. It was social no, media is what we talked about. Yeah, okay. I think Austin knows. I've made it pretty clear that him constantly staring at his phone is my biggest pet peeve. Oh, yeah. Whether or not it's annoying. Yeah, it's that's hunting. not even hunting related, really. That's just well, more of a, a habit than anything. But it is because we, your Instagram and your Facebook oh, and your WCBOG group and all of that stuff is hunting related. And I'm like, 
it's Kurt's fault. Bro. One message comes through the group and oh, gotta got look or, at it. Like or trail oh. trail cam picks. Or, yeah, it's it's the that phone. Can't wait cell cam picks seconds. are pretty bad. Yeah. The phone. And we talked about how you if you guys are gone all the time when you are home, we want you present and we want you here and we want you paying attention. And if I'm talking, mm-hmm. I want you to be listening and I don't want it to be interrupted. And if you know, That's kids fair. in the background, daddy, daddy, and you're face fucking your phone instead of being here with <laughs> wow. us. So that was kind That's of fair. moral yeah. of the story. Put the phone down when you're home. Yep. Yep. And possibly leave it in the other room. Yep. I mean, even if it's just for 20 minutes, that's a long time. Yeah. That's fair. That I get that. And that's probably a problem everywhere, hunting or not. Hunting um, or not, nowadays. for sure. But in my defense, that's part of my business. And yeah. I'm kind yeah. of like working and you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like if I go a whole night without being on my phone, I have four hours of trying to catch up on everything. I like to respond to every person that gives like an appreciation message and on the Instagram and I try to do it, but it's getting to the point where it's like, I'm sinking. It's hard to manage. It's yeah. it's now to the point where I'm like, I feel guilty because if someone's like, Hey, I shot this buck cause I listened to your podcast and I tried something I heard Ross or Austin or you mention, And I, then I, I feel compelled to give them the message that they typed out to write to me. So I'm like, well, now yeah, I have to course. take the time to. I can't just be like, cool, thanks. Yeah, to their five paragraph message. Yeah, you appreciate that they. Yeah. That they listen, that they can relate with you, and that you know that yeah. they are able to pull something off because of you guys. You do have a so, lot. Yeah. so I'm trying to do. I'm trying not to open the messages like that to get wait until I can give them the response. But then six days goes by, but I'm responding to other people's messages that are shorter because they were just sent more simple or we'll get a tag and i'm like man i really like to reshare everybody's tags that tags us in something because they're supporting us well those tags are 24 hours so i try to get on there and like reshare their so it's i think that hunting the hunting and the having a business or whatever is separate yeah and i think like social media can be a problem no matter what but the our point is is that hunting makes social media a bigger problem and could any hobby or passion could and it's because yeah. of all the groups and the posts and the trail cameras and, yeah. you know, et cetera, et cetera. So that was, I mean. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. honestly, there's, fair. there's a big, there's a line right there and it's, it's easy to cross it for us, yeah. I guess. Uh, with for the, the record, story. I'm not saying you guys are wrong. I'm just. No, I think we'd probably all agree that they're probably right. It's no, just, for sure. You get home at the end of the day, it's easy to sit down and get sucked into the phone and, yeah. and yeah, kind of lose track of everything else. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Sorry, Ross. I mean, the- no, there's, I mean, there's a hard line there somewhere. It just between knowing when to shut it off and, and, or put the phone down and just spend yeah. time with the wife and kids. And it's, it, yeah, it's, it's easy to get sucked into it. And if yeah. you can, if you can have the strength to put it down and just leave it alone, walk away from it. Yeah. You know, I, I, I realize where you're coming from, yeah. Kurt. I mean, that's a big deal. You yeah. got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, what's well, just, and I'm not using that as an excuse, but for me and everybody, I mean, you guys now especially are more a part of this. It's been such a grind for the last almost going on six years that anybody that's like shows appreciation to me, I still want to make sure that I'm giving appreciation back. But that's a little different, a little more unique, but um, it's a challenge. I guess it's a good thing, right? It's a good problem to have at this point. It's a real good like problem to have, but, up, but, you know, at, at some point – I guess my biggest thing is I don't want to I don't want to look down the road five years from now and my little boys just grew up and right. now they're teenagers and don't really give a shit and they're just kind of like ah whatever I'm doing my own thing yeah, yeah. and I, I just missed out on this 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 really precious age and yeah I, so I'm like ah I, 
put it down and mm-hmm. for sure. spend more time at home and it and then cater to the wife a little bit and give her a back rub and buy her some know. furniture. <laughs> buy some furniture. Yeah. Some furniture. I, I would tell you if it wasn't for the podcast, I probably I would not have Facebook guaranteed. I'd probably yeah. still have Instagram, but I would not fucking have Facebook. Facebook sucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. you get nothing's worse than a cocky idiot on mm-hmm. Facebook. Yeah, because they're impossible to argue with, and they and especially with hunting. Yeah, and I think my theory with that is, you know, if I if I suck at basketball, I'm just this might be a terrible analogy, but try and follow me. If I suck at basketball and then I go play Austin in a one-on-one and he's pretty good at basketball, and I then after he stomps my ass out and I gave him a one-on-one, if I go to Facebook and talk about how killer my jump shot is and my form's so and awesome. And you guys should do it like me. And you should do it like me and look at this. And Austin's going to be like, yo, dude, I just played you and stomped you out. Hey, you remember remember when I beat your fucking ass? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and pig. And, and then... <laughs> And big. But in hunting, what happens, you have the same dude that sucks at basketball. Just use me as an example, which I really like to play basketball. I don't think I'm good, though. If I go out and I'm just, like, the shittiest hunter, but I think I'm the great white hunter, the best, the next Bill Winky, and then I get on Facebook and brag about it and give my opinion and then shit on somebody else because I think I'm the man – there's nobody there to call me out because Chandler didn't get to go hunting with me and see how terrible I am at it. Right. So I think there's a lot of like internal mental ego, which makes hunting such a shit place on Facebook. Yeah, well, everybody's a winner, you know. Everybody's a winner when yeah. it's like, ah, are you? Hand out them trophies, man. Yeah. So Alicia asked if there was something about hunting that we would change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Leah was talking about your exact point, like the politics and, and just the like, you know, lack of camaraderie um, and how... You know, the hunt used to be just that, you know, the, yeah. the love of the hunt. And now it's all the yeah, other shit that comes with it. A yeah. lot more bromance. Well, I think well. the only thing that's made it not that is because people are connected all the time through Facebook. Where normally you wouldn't even be in the realm of another person that's that way. Like, yeah. you just right. are select. Like, if it wasn't for Facebook, I'd just see these dudes, Doug and Eric and... The rest of the close fr- and that's it. Yeah. Anybody else that sucks, I just would, would never see. They would be supportive of you and right. your yep. passion. Without Facebook, I don't see some guy that's just making comments to stir the group up, and then thank God our listeners are just basically stomp everybody out for us. It's badass. Yeah. But um, but you know what I mean. Like w- those negative vibe people or ignorant idiots that are cocky, which is a terrible combo. Um. You don't even be, you're never around them or yeah, see any of their shit. They exist. Yeah, right. so I think that's what's changed. It's like the de- Facebook's the devil. But it, Instagram's it, it, just it photos. Be, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a it's social media is kind of a double edged sword. I, I love yeah. it because you get to see what everybody else is doing. You get to see you know what's going on in different parts of the country. You get to see what deer they're chasing. It's yeah. fun in that aspect, but. Like Leah said, there's so many politics and uh, so much shady shit going on. It's made me kind of take a step backwards, yeah. and that was one reason yeah. I kind of picked up traditional equipment. It, it kind of, t- I tried to go back to my roots a little bit this year, I guess, and try to step away from some of that. So that was that was a fun. little bit. Man. Yeah. Well, you went you went hard in the roots. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, you did. It. And I feel like there's a lot more envy and jealousy as a mm. lot of those posts come in instead yeah. of yep. some well, of that and camaraderie. Half of it's not yeah. even real life, sure. you know. It's well, think about this: a lot of the unethical behavior, like poaching and stuff, is probably due to a lot of social media pressure. Some you got to look like the man. Yep. Yeah. Can, some guys don't know how to get it done fairly, so they got to do it mm. the unethical way. And then there it is; it's bringing in a lot. Of, like you think? I mean, and it's weird too because we're talking about something that's going to be my career. 
is right. part of my part of my career in the next year or so, or two years or so, whatever. Facebook kind of is a percentage of what my career will be. It'll be a, it'll play a big part in it. Yeah. Yeah, social media in general. Yeah, kind of fucking sucks well, a little bit. But it's a useful tool if you use it right, you know. Yep. And that's the thing too is um, with our, our situation's a little different, not from the normal person. Like, you know, it's I have to I have to realize that I have to just roll over things that really annoy me that I want to spit my strong opinion about. Right. Um, and I just keep it for the off. podcast and just build my content with it rather <laughs> than get engaged con- like arguments with mouth breathers on Facebook. Yeah, you kind of have to pick and choose your battles on that one. You, yeah. you have to let a lot of them go that you don't really want to, but it's like you have to kind of look at where you're at and like you're not going to, you know, stoop down to that level. Just let <laughs> right. it roll on by. Right. Ross, what'd you say the other day? You're like, man, I love how Kurt, you just have like the fuck you on a hairpin trigger. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> you're a hair trigger on the fuck you, man. Hey, well, it's. You're with it or you're not. You well, know, that's the thing. I mean, it, and and there's ones that you want to roll past and just say, I, I, I ain't gonna mess with that. Well, it's yeah, whatever. You, yeah, you, you, <laughs> I, I'm like you, man. I just want to fight. Like, <laughs> it's fun. You, sometimes, you trying to pick a fight, it. man? I'm, I'm gonna play this game. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fun, but it ain't worth it. Um, no, I but yeah, our situation is a little different. Facebook is the devil. I think we decided that it is a problem, and I'm sure everybody's probably uh, somewhere not in an agreement. Whether you, we yeah. think it's a big problem for you. I mean. Man, look at your screen time on your phone. And yeah. It's like, Ugh. yep, there you go. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the bottom line is that uh, you need to be excited for the people that are in the same sport as you and not envious and jealous yeah. and Naysaying. show that camaraderie and that brotherhood and this yeah. in this sport that is you're so passionate about. Well, the problem is it takes a lot of effort to be consistently successful on what people want, which is big deer. And it takes a lot of effort, and some people don't have the ability – the property, the money, the in time, some the time right, but you got to know what the, limitations you have and be appreciative right. for what you what you do have. One hundred percent. And some people just don't have like ability or skills, and that's fine. That's everything, no matter what you're into, you know. Um, but yeah, that's that is part of it. But hmm, I don't know. What do you do? You could probably never change that. It's always around somewhere at some point. I mean, amplified. I mentioned that we could all just start doing it ourselves. You know what I mean? And you guys already do a good job about supporting the camaraderie camaraderie online and doing what you can yeah. to keep that ball rolling that's all you can do mm-hmm. yeah interesting. Well, we're, we're a big group here i mean with the working class bow hunter like it's it's a it's an awesome family yeah and we all support each other all mm-hmm. the time just always encouraging each other and everything it's just but when you get some naysayers in there it just it just ruins all the fun but or does it create some Create some fun. I don't know. (laughs) Create some fun. Well, I mean, that's kind of when you know you're a big deal, right? You can't be somebody if somebody's not talking about you. Hate is going to hate. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's kind of cool knowing that, like, we have an awesome family of listeners, which is another, it goes back to, like, why I always try to, like, get back to everybody in a reasonable, timely manner. But it's like, you know, um, I've been in forums where I've been sent a link or, and I don't, I don't like to do this, but I'll just look up our podcast name and then I see, like, people just putting us on blast which is like ah oh, cool man there's like a five page thread about about us and the podcast and mentioning me specifically i'm like oh, that's cool um and then you go in there and you're like man oh look at this why i'll talk about the same thing with us i'm like oh yeah there's a bunch of kind. then you got like some dudes and they're like well man to be honest working class only calls out people if they deserve to get called out and they're just moving forward with the right mission i'm like that's what i'm talking about okay, that's my cool. guy so then yep. you, we have people that go to bat for us and like they're like uh ah, if you if you think something negative about them you obviously aren't into what they're doing because 
I mean, what are you mad at us for calling out poachers? Mm, must be kind of shady in your deal. Or it's ruining whatever dick you were sucking to get in the industry. Sorry about you. That's your problem, you know? To- totally stupid right now, but Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> Hey, but no, calling no, it like it is though too. You know no that, kidding, that rubs no. people the wrong way. So uh, Jack Sparrow, he goes so uh, that uh, whatever the English uh, <laughs> guy, he's like, "The fuck are we talking about now?" I don't no, see. I'm serious. No, listen, I, I'm, I, I know Pirates Ross is going somewhere with this. Okay, let's hear it. He goes, "You are the worst pirate I've ever heard of," and he goes, "But you, but you have, have heard, heard of me. me." I know <laughs> what you're saying. Yes, yeah, Jack Sparrow. Mm. Got it. Jack Sparrow. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm following you. He has kids. Yeah, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it. We don't, we're we're not a movie-watching family. No, you're not, which is no, that was, that was a long time ago, but... It'll change as our kids get older, our kid gets older and whatnot, I'm sure, but I'm sure you guys have a talk or something. I don't know. The way you said that was what you were implying. No, I mean, me and Austin love movies, and we like movies, and we quote movies, and then I think you and Sam look at us like we're retarded, and you have no idea what the hell we're talking about. I join in on that. I miss and out Ross, on a lot of good stuff. Ross but. feels it. Um, yeah, yeah, we're not really that dumb in real life. It comes from a movie, probably. Love yeah, it. exactly. Well, I get that. Um, but I guess back to the, the point, like, yeah, you are right with that. I get the analogy was good. You, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know but, what, you know what I mean. Well, I, like, I say harsh stuff sarcastically, but I'm kind of, I'm serious too sometimes, but that stuff, uh, some people don't like that, but fuck them. Hey. Yeah. Right. Well, cold as ice. Cold as ice. He's cold as ice. He always gets the Chappelle references. Yeah. Oh, Chappelle's my guy. Yeah. That, those are the ones I do get. But um, <laughs> so, what else? What else? Negative. Social media. The phones. Um, that's a big thing. I mean, that's fair. That's very fair too. By the way. Good points. Mm-hmm. They're honestly. I mean, I think I think we mentioned the money. Um, did we talk about that yet? Yeah. I, I mean, some people yeah, have a problem money with money. Have? How, how much, much money do you spend oh. on honey? A lot. Oh, hey. That's a, a lot. lot of cheddar. Enough. But then we cheddar. talked about, like, Robin mentioned, she buys a $5 coffee every morning. Sorry, did I just call you out? Yeah, no. it's all right. It's fine. <laughs> I do. She calls and, herself And sometimes lunch. You know, so it's like the balance, like, looking at how much she's spending. Like, he may have bought the nice gear, but there's a balance, you know? Mm-hmm. You're not questioning all the Target brags that I bring home or the right. Amazon boxes that are showing up on my porch. Like, yeah, you know, so there's, there's an yeah. understanding and a balance. And I think that was kind of our general consensus in our entire conversation except for the social media yeah. you know that was mm-hmm. our homes are here we have food kids mm-hmm. are good mm-hmm. yeah. do whatever you want cool well, I like there that. you have it i like that well the thing is too is like i'm le- i'm trying to lever this to where i don't have to spend any more money on hunting <laughs> so hey honey just listen i'm working on it okay just yeah. give me some fucking time i'll get <laughs> your furniture like, just like another 10 years we'll be fine <laughs> Yeah. Robin, the next time I come over, I better see a new couch. Yeah, another 20, 30 years, everything will be good. Probably I'm, I'm literally happen. picking up cans out of the ditch trying to save for these couches. <laughs> like, this is, this yeah. is for real. Selling eggs and shit. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's real. Scra- <laughs> scrapping stuff. Like, <laughs> I'm going to the scrapyard every week. Yeah, saving. You're Scrap so out that old couch. There's a metal frame in there somewhere. Right. I will. I will. <laughs> yeah. Robin comes home, there's no furniture for a good two, three months. Set that bitch yeah, on he, fire. he just got rid of it and decided not to buy anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're living the Japanese life now. Yeah. We're sitting yeah. on the floor. Yeah. You say you like to meditate, right? Because this is this <laughs> is the game now. Scrapped all the silverware and shit. <laughs> we got nothing. We got wood chopsticks and we're sitting Indian style for dinner from now on. <laughs> it's good it's good for everybody. Daddy's gotta go on another bear hunt. Right. <laughs> moose, right? Yeah, how do you guys feel about like the destination hunts kinda like that? Like this moose hunt that's coming up. Oh, 
just I just breathed in the mic, didn't well, I? It was a dramatic effect. Um, it was. I love that for you. However, when I'm at home, okay, the drop camps are are stressful. And um, if he can call me, I'm fine. If he cannot call me, there's a Garmin I, unreach. You take my unreach. Yeah. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, they can't communicate when they're on travel hunts, which I've found to be incredibly it's stressful. Stressful. So stressful. I don't sleep at night. I'm not going to lie. Oh, like no. I do not sleep while he is gone. Well, nine times out of ten, there's something dangerous where we're doing a destination hunt. I mean, not like South Dakota, but like Wyoming. We're hunting bears. We're on horses. We're going up mountains. Shit like that, right? That's what you mean? No, I mean, there's like no communication. Like zero. So then I don't hear and it I don't know worry. he's Well, that's okay. what I mean. That's why you're stressed. Like, that's why. Right, because yeah. I don't know if he's okay or yeah, not. I can't just like yeah. call him at any point in the day and be like, hey, how's it going? Kids are good. Or like them. if something happened, he wouldn't know it for at least a couple days. You know, mm-hmm. like that's incredibly stressful for me. But at the same time, you know, it's like you have to live your life, live once and just hope for the best. And whatever happened to writing letters to each other? Like, yeah, pen pals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how, how are you going to mail those third world problems? Right. Pigeon. I'm just saying. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, we got a couple 20, 30 years ago, how did people stay in touch? Like, they left for a hunt for two weeks, and they came back. Like, there was no communication. You guys could yeah. just role play before, like, a week before every hunt and pretend you guys are, like, old frontier couple, oh, you know? Yeah, See? but take like it way back. then, they I were could be used your to Marian. that. Take it way back. Right now, we have instant gratification where we want to know where each other's at. We, See, we know. That's yeah. where this social media talk comes back on you. You oh, want the instant yeah. gratification. <laughs> True. You know? The destination stuff, I get that though. It's uh, you're gone. We're doing, we're out there doing shit, moving around, dangerous shit usually. Yeah, it's stressful, but you know, like I told Austin, when we're ninety and he looks back at his life, I don't want him to have any regrets. No regrets. No regrets. I personally think it's like the coolest thing. Yeah. I'm like the cheerleader you're, for the you're destination. You're a nomad hunt. though. That's why I yeah. just love travel, and I like, I want other people to experience it, and like what better way to like take your passion and go do it elsewhere and you get to meet the people and you know like mm-hmm. and see the scenery like kurt's always like oh you haven't seen half of what i've seen when it comes to wyoming and i haven't like you were in the back backwoods like i haven't been that deep i think that's a really cool experience yeah it is do so i worry yeah. yeah the inreach i mean we haven't really had a whole lot of issues communicating yet i'm sure moose hunt would be different but <laughs> yeah, yeah the inreach was Amazing. Worth um, the investment. Oh, 100%. 250 300 bucks, something I like that. I would pay double. Yeah. It was like, it was very, and then you have it, you know, for the next For guys years, and I'm gals sure. listening, it Bluetooths through your phone, so you can text through your phone. It's not instant, like an iMessage, but you're it's can, at least you can talk. an I'm okay. Was that I'm the Garmin thing you were talking mm-hmm. about? Yep. Okay, that was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Like, because it came across, it was really funny, though, because it would say, I love you, honey. And it would and say Kurt, Kurt Geyer. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah, that was weird. So, but I knew it wasn't Kurt. Yeah. So that's totally that's random. You but could have pretended. But we were, <laughs> me, me and Austin were using Kurt's. Kurt's uh, what, but yeah, it was comforting. I went back and laid down on the cot and read all your guys' you know, <laughs> text messages. Of course yeah. you did. Getting picture messages. Yeah. Yeah. I had to remind myself <laughs> it Kurt's was like, not hey, Austin. I'm not going to read this. Uh, this seems kind of dirty. Hey, um, I won't read this, but send whatever you want, man. I won't read it. <laughs> Safe with me. Yeah, but that was nice. I I mean, to, to know that you guys were still alive. Yeah, Just for right. the, you know exactly. A that's little all bit I of want to comfort. Know too. It's a check-in. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. We're falling off horses and shit. Right, <laughs> Break it. re-breaking arms and shit. Classic, yeah. you know. Classic <laughs> us, huh, guys? <laughs> shit got western. <laughs> it did. 
It did. Fucking um, horses. Okay, that's a good concern, I, fair, I feel. But that's, you know, that's normal. It's very justified. I don't feel like you guys really went hard on us. Like, uh, so I'm disappointed. Fa- I know. So far, I feel like everything hard. is like, yeah, okay, I see that. You know, we got some you shit know, to work on. Here's a thing that we didn't really talk about, and I'm trying to, like, picture it in my head. Because you guys are all the same type of hunter. You're... October 1st hits, that's when our season starts in Illinois, and you guys are gone. You know, mm-hmm. what if, like, you had a husband who was, like, wishy-washy? Like, yeah, I think I'm going to go hunting this week, and then, like, you guys planned, like, a birthday party for somebody on Thursday, and then all of a sudden he has to be in the woods on Thursday. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, certain things like that, I can see that's frustrating. But, again, it comes back to the balance and the respect. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think if... If our husbands just were like dilly dallying with it, it'd be a little bit different, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's what but that roots again, from, though, for a lot of women with like the frustration, like, oh, he's, he's going this weekend. Bah, that's a big deal. Well, maybe it's just because it's not like he's having a hunting camp weekend. Yeah. And really, he's, he's being just, a little too selective. Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't know. But also, if he's, if your husband's just now learning and kind of, going through the stages and deciding how interesting he wants to get or yeah, yeah. maybe just support him and push him to get out in the woods. You know, sometimes you guys need that, even though you're, you're totally passionate. Sometimes it, you know, you should really go in the morning. I know you're exhausted, but I really think you should get out there. You know, you, they Mm -hmm. need that extra little push and that tells them that you support them. And so I don't know. And on the flip side, if you are married to a woman who loves to hunt and is incredibly passionate about it, the man should be supportive as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. As, long, as long as we're tagged out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. No, but there are a lot of women that I think that listen to this podcast who are major hunters who are dating. Yeah. Um, so that that might be an issue. There's some lady listeners. Yeah. They're, they they got to be pretty gnarly. They are. Oh, yeah. I know they are. Yeah. We get messages from the lady listeners there. Some badasses. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, let's be honest. Like, we know our, our listener group is, like, the same guy or gal. Like, we kind of have, like, the same grit to our listeners, which is cool because, obviously, <laughs> if you haven't figured out that's the way we are. But, um, yeah, definitely. It, it's it's interesting. I never thought about kind of the wishy-washiness, like, just when it's convenient. Oh, you got some plants. Oh, I'm going to go hunting. Yeah. Where it's, like, normally you know you get into the – tail into October into the goods and or cold fronts are coming in. You We know what to expect. You consistently know, yep, okay, they're gonna be making a move on something and or they've been figuring something out. And it's not like we kept you guys in the dark. Like you guys you guys probably know more about our game plans than some of like our best friends. Well and do, maybe right? that's yeah. some advice. Maybe we maybe we're taking the route incorrectly. You know, we're telling wives how to better understand, but maybe we should be telling the husbands how to better respect and communicate, yeah. you know, okay. like how about getting your wife involved in your plans, showing her your trail camp. Pictures, I got an example. Telling her what stand you're going to go to and why you're going there. You the, know, like, the, yeah. give and, the give and take. I mean, you I have think to- that's the one of the best advices that you've had, because first of all, I want to know where my husband is going to be in case something happens. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Austin, I am a big stickler on that. He will tell me where he's going. And if he doesn't know, he's supposed to send me a text message because mm-hmm. Accidents happen, and if yep. I don't know how to get to that stand, then his brother George will. So yeah. that's a big thing with me, too. Well, here's an example like keeping you in the loop, but even not just like where you're going, but even finer details, the deer you're hunting. Mm-hmm. I'm going here because of this. This it is makes why. It more fun for us to understand, and then I'm less like, well, geez, he's going out tonight. Instead, I'm like, yeah, you go get that buck. You Remember know? Creepy? Yeah. When I made the move on Creepy, when I shot Creepy, I called Sam and go, Creepy's dead. 
And then you're, I don't know if you were here with your mom and you get excited. And then I can hear your mom in the background get excited because she, you have been so filled in that you kind of filled her in yeah. a little mm-hmm. bit like yeah. while I was out. So like, I remember calling it creepy's dead. I had to be like, Hey, that deer that I was hunting yeah. that I told you about the whole season is dead. Like I just said what I named him and you knew. Yeah. And if that was the case, I would, I would care a lot less. I wouldn't really care about that phone call, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and now those phone calls, we were talking about this earlier. They're really special to us. Like we get excited yeah. if it's just before dark and our phone rings, you know, yeah. like we know Yeah. once you become more involved and you, you feel like you're in it, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you get that phone call, like Austin's even called me a few times when he shot something, it's, it's elating, you know, it, yeah. it feels like it, it happened like directly to you mm-hmm. because we made sacrifices too, you yeah. know, for you guys to be able to do this. Absolutely. And you can hear the emotion in our voices and excitement. So it's different than normal. Like, Hey honey, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, immediately. Well, like, yeah. First thing, if I call Sam and it's not dark and you know, I'm hunting, mm-hmm. it's like, well, fuck here. Or the, yeah. 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 You know? He gone. He gone. He gone. <laughs> so that's, that is a good, Other good advice, advice you know? to, to men. To do better? No. Do better. Do better. I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. That was probably the meanest thing we said. Do better. <laughs> do better, huh? Do better. Yeah, I mean, communication did you give them, is Did you give key. them the backfill? Yeah, communication and, and letting the note to expect from the, right. from the beginning. And supporting your wives and their passions and mm. stuff as well. Like, if you expect that from your spouse, you better expect to give it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's a give and take. It's true. As long as it's not October or November. Right, right, right. Outside of that. Yeah. yeah. But maybe when you get home from your hunt that night, you put your phone away and you have genuine conversation with her, how your hunt went, how her night went, and what she's looking forward to about her hobby or be Sarah, invested, you know? Be invested in her day and, exactly. and what's going on in her life. Mm-hmm. Yep. Have some sexy time. What happened Ooh. on The Bachelor? You know? Yeah. What's up? I'll fill you in. Yeah. Bachelorette. By the way, <laughs> have some sexy time. You're oh, naughty. I was going a completely so different direction with that. Just a full blown wrestling match. <laughs> filthy. It's just, yeah. You're so nasty. I <laughs> <laughs> so love how like awkward pauses in between <laughs> this. Like I, that's cool. Hey, that's it's cool. fun. Check out Working Class Bow Hunter on OnlyFans. <laughs> 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 We're just all in a big group. <laughs> just our. It's just my mine, Austin's, and Ross's feet. <laughs> oh my god straight out of a rubber hunting boot making oh, bank yeah. yeah just making bank that's just nasty camo stockings yeah yeah <laughs> yeah just old wool socks with our big toes poking out the end it's gross <laughs> hey listen there's probably money in that all right somebody's into it you don't know <laughs> maybe the our lady listeners are you never know all three of them, yeah, um, three of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah they're definitely not uh, Danielle Wilson be one of them that's <laughs> definitely not into that. She might be. I don't know. Um, <laughs> bad bitch alert, though. That woman is. Yeah, she yeah. is. She, she came over here you. smoking cigars and crook, cooked up, like, I don't know, like 300 pounds of crawfish, it seemed yeah. like. Yeah. Um, she became my idol that night. Big yeah. shout out to her for She's that. She's pretty awesome. Um, anything else? I guess you'll find out when you listen, huh? Golly. Yeah. Scary. Go. We were really easy on you guys. I think you guys were really nervous. We I talked, wasn't nervous. We talked I think about, Ross was nervous. Were you Ooh. nervous? I don't, I don't know. We I think just, you guys. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. No, not me. We think you guys have a little guilt. Yes. We guilt. think that you guys. We think that you guys feel more guilt than you should. Or but then, it's kind of cute. Mm-hmm. And it tells you yeah. that you care. Yeah. You know, so that's that's good. But My front's been working. 
Cool. <laughs> well, the furniture came out. That was a big deal. <laughs> Except it didn't. No, yeah, no. you got to follow through I mean, I mean, the topic came out, and the furniture uh, didn't yeah. actually come out. Yeah. <laughs> fucking awesome. Uh, uh, I do remember the furniture talk on the way to Wyoming. <laughs> oh, dude. We might have talked about it on a podcast. We you did, I think in, we, like, May. Yeah, yeah, I think we did on the way out. Yeah, it was a big deal, because Austin's like, Ross gets to go, but he has to buy furniture. Great. No, that was the deal. Well, and that bear hunt happened... happened. That that bear hunt was you. You guys want to blame me, right? You guys want to blame me a little bit for what? The bear hunt for going? Yeah, because it happened so last. I mean, second. yeah, it is kind it of your fault. No, but it wasn't sure. though. It wasn't. Are you, though. are you shitting me? Everybody, all you girls need to blame Kurt. No, 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 I just no, said no, no, it was no, no. his Hold fault. On. No, it's Clint's fault. Oh, okay. Because Clint called me. Rolling. He was like, "We're going bear hunt." I'm like, "Okay, yeah." And then there were spots left, and I'm like, "Hey." You guys go bear hunt. Hey, I like that go? we're reallocating blame here, but Clint's not here. It's Clint's fault. Yeah, Clint oh, doesn't okay. care. We can put the blame on him. Well, yeah. I told Austin he could go if he brought me a blonde bear, but that didn't happen. So. Yeah, I screwed that up. Yeah, Way to rub salt in the wounds. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't Apparently, a blonde one either. It was a cinnamon more. one. But what, a, what a team player. I screwed yeah. that one up. Where's your sympathy? We're talking about give and take here, and apparently... She's dropping bombs. Take, taking it all. Cold as ice. Cold as ice. <laughs> <laughs> cold as ice. She gave, and she was expecting some take, yeah, right? Well, Needed to take that bear that I didn't get. Next time. Next time. Just granted to go again. There it goes. Just kill a grizzly in Alaska. Make up for it. It'd be like three black bears in one. Yeah. yeah. Might only cost like 30 grand. Yeah. We'll do that someday. Yeah. We don't have to talk about that. She's mad because I'm already looking at a caribou hunt for okay. 23. No, hey. no, 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 no. <laughs> I Don't want get in, it twisted. I, I want said, involved in those plans. Okay. I said he's going on this hunt in 21. Yep. And he's already planning a trip for 23. No, I'm not planning. And I it's said... Just been, it's just been talked okay, about. Okay, I didn't know that the Lord was this big of a deal that he's getting like all of these like offers to go on hunting trips with people. And I'm like, okay, hold on a second. It's just a friend. I Right. So... I said, you just need to just take one moment at a time, appreciate the moment, take it in, show mm-hmm. some gratitude, mm-hmm. and then move on to the next one. You have to That's appreciate the moment, you gotta, but you, you have to be plan. planning the next moment. Yeah, Caribou hunts don't happen one. in two months. <laughs> I, I just said you need to Can't be slow down, every... sucker. Yeah. Hey, I want in on that caribou hunt, though. So Let's do that. We're Alaska, Canada? Alaska. Sam, can I go on a caribou hunt in 2023? Yeah, can I come? Ah. Yeah. If you shut your yapper the whole time. <laughs> shut your yapper. <laughs> shut hey, your yapper. I, I can go. We can build a puzzle. Like, yeah. All there we go. Yeah, the you guys are going to love the climbing in Alaska out playing with your puzzle when it's 30 degrees and raining for seven days straight. I know. Let's yeah. be honest. I'm going to hate my life. You guys can carry our shit and go with us and we'll carry our bows. And, and we can we use you like as pack mules somewhere. when we shoot something. Yeah. Okay. You guys can set up our tents and have like all our meals cooked and stuff when we like go out hunting and come back. Put us right where we belong. Wow, we're getting incredibly domestic here. Yes, we are. Well, I thought we were doing an old frontier role play. I thought this is what we were doing. Remember we talked about that a little bit ago? The Oregon Trail. Are we not doing this? (laughs) No. They thought thought we were having a good time. (laughs) And if you're lucky at the end, we might have a wrestling match. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then. It's going to work out. Far away from a grizzly bear. And that's uh, (laughs) all live. Um Cool caribou hunt. I'm going. I don't know anything. I just invited myself on this caribou hunt. <laughs> <laughs> you going with Ross? Oh yeah. 
You probably had like a bunch of buddies that you wanted to go with and like exclude me because nope. you didn't want to have this guy with podcast equipment coming with. <laughs> this weird tattooed guy's just trying to butt his way in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've run into a. I'm, never mind. I was going to assume some things about native culture, but I, I was going to say they would bring me in because they'd see I was tattooed and I looked like you I fit was. right in. You know, part of the land. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, I'm like, I do have a bison tattoo in my hand, so that you know, that's some. Well, you're an in. I mean, sure. legit, right? That's spiritual kind of right. In. God, sure. we're so white. Damn. I'm such a white male in America. <laughs> yeah, we're the whitest people that ever whited right now. <laughs> ever whited. Hey, it's tough out here. Well, cool. Do you guys have fun? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for se- sure. You seemed real excited. Still, this all just petered off real fast when I made the old <laughs> cooking meals joke at camp. <laughs> Everybody was just like, "Yeah, this is fun." Fuck you, Kurt. <laughs> Shut hey, not hey. funny. Thought we were having a good time yeah. here. This isn't America in the 1940s. You <laughs> asshole. You prick. But I mean, it would be nice after we were cold. Well, yeah. that'd be awesome. Just a can of hash or something warmed up. You know, it'd be nice. Just spam hash. Yeah. Oh God. We can do better than that. That would be fun, though, wouldn't it? Do better. Do better. The thing is, you guys would have to, you guys have to be packing some big guns back at camp. There's some. That'd be cool. We should do like a a destination couples hunt. I think a bear, I am totally a, game for that. I've I think been a bear trying trip to get this to happen. Yep, that'd be cool. Yes. Bear, bear would be fun. A lot of excitement, constant. I mean, every night you're seeing stuff, and uh, the shots closer, you know, and yeah. it's not real extreme like walking. I, I a think Cana- a bear hunt would Canadian be good. bear hunt would be oh, a yeah. good entry to that because like we could fish all day, yep. and then hunt in the afternoon, like, sleep in, so yeah, fun. drank in the nights, yeah. That'd be fun. So fun. Old Barn Taxidermy has a lot of connections with the Canadian bear hunts. We could easily figure that out. That'd be fun. Like a cool vacation. Let's do it. I like that. That's a good, good idea. It'd be a blast. We could get like a lot of podcasts and uneasy and all that, and film them and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So cool. We'll talk about that. Well, thanks guys. Appreciate you doing this. Um, hopefully everybody enjoyed it um, and they're not sick of it and got something out of it. Maybe I don't know. A lot of jokes. A lot of serious talk. Different angles coming from all different ways. Um, are we going to be looked at differently after this podcast, you think? No. no. Doubtful. Okay. Well, don't know what to think about that. At the, the, I guess I wish everybody could see the looks that <laughs> just struck across the studio. <laughs> we love you, man. We're kind of we nervous. We yeah. don't know what's going to happen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. We'll do a roundtable in closing, and we'll start with Robin because she's closest over here to my right. You good? Anything to close with? I guess it's just a give and take relationship between the couples. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going with that and to trust one another and to appreciate their passions and just to show love all around. Fair, Ross. Yeah, I'm gonna say the same thing. I mean, I, of course I, you are. Got to back up my wife on this one. Yeah, no, no. Realistically, though, I mean, communication is key. So it's just, just working together and being willing to to lay off a really good hunt for for a family get together or anything. I mean, just you can't you can't just start October one and go to January fifteen and think that's all your time. So yeah, just make sure you. It's a give and take. So just be willing to give up some time and. And spend it with a family or, or mm-hmm. anybody else, you know, loved ones. So mm-hmm. cool, Samantha. Maybe find your own passion. I think it's a lot of people just sit around without a hobby, and you know they mm-hmm. might not have a lot to look back on when they're eighty. So 
maybe appreciate what your husband might be doing and try to grab something of your own, even if it's not hunting related. Good advice. Yeah. The Lord. Yeah. If you do have, uh, if your spouse does show any kind of interest, you know, take that opportunity to take them out or include them in the hunt in some way. You know, like you guys said, talk about the hunt and get them involved. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. The Lord's wife. (laughs) Uh, I guess why say no when you can say yes. (laughs) Live a little. Lighten up. (laughs) Lighten up. All right. I don't. I'm good. I think you guys covered everything. I like it. It was fun. Yeah. Thanks again for doing it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for the support. Hope you like this change of pace. Um, trying to think outside the box a little bit, have a little fun. Um, just remember, they're just jokes. But I know if you made it this far, you, <laughs> you get all that already. Uh, you know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you.